Hello everyone, and welcome back to The Other Castle. The Other Castle part now. The part now. Yes. All right. I'm stressed out. You're stressed out? Yep. You're just... also Andrea. I am Andrea, and you're... Tom. Tommy. Tommy? No. Uh, no, I'm not Tommy. <laughs> no, you have to know me for a very long time, even longer than you. I'm not allowed to say that. To call me Tommy. Yeah, that's fair, but there is a Tommy in the game we're talking about today. The Last of Us Part 2. The Last of Us Part 2. If you've landed on this episode after hearing the first half of our Last of Us 1 episode, I'm sorry. I realize the titles are confusing. We didn't think we'd do the second one, but here we are. This is the sequel to The Last of Us. Yeah, so this is officially the second one. Yeah, we're not going to split it up into multiple episodes anymore. Uh, we stopped doing that a couple seasons ago. We are just going to go straight through, so... Settle in, because this is a long one. You're in for the long haul. We brought snacks for this one. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a minute. Get yourself some cocoa. Cocoa. Whatever you need. Yeah. yeah. So, today we're getting into The Last of Us Part 2. Wonderful. Ugh. How are we going to do this? Like, what is the show? <laughs> Have you forgotten how to do this show entirely? It's been a minute, and I've been traumatized from playing through this and rewatching things and reading into it. It's so fucking dark. Well, you know, it's funny because I re-listened to our original uh, episode for the first one recently just to kind of like prep myself for this one, you know? Yeah. And I realized that while I gave my opinion plenty on the gameplay, I really didn't give my opinion on the story overall. Okay. You were frustrated by the gameplay. I was very frustrated by the gameplay of the first one. Don't feel that way about the second one. Okay. I think the gameplay is much better. I just think there's not enough of it, but we'll talk about that later. We'll get there. The Other Castle podcast is kind of our book report on video games. We get into the games you want to play or haven't played or are too afraid to play in, you know, the case of our Outlast episode, which no one should fucking play. That game is fucking horrifying. <laughs> I'm still mad. Uh, but we go through video games and get through the plots, tell you what the story, tell you the story you missed, mm -hmm. get into some fun shit, and, you know... if you're a casual and the dexterity isn't there for you, we'll help you get through the story so you can catch up with all your friends and tell them you know exactly what Bendy's upset about and, <laughs> you know, you know who Henry and Firewatch is. And the thing is, is like some of the better storylines in video games tend to be on the darker games, most definitely. I'm emotionally broken from doing this show. <laughs> I don't know. I got into this weird wave of like doing all these horror indie games from like that 2017 era of bendy like we mentioned and i've fallen down a rabbit hole and now our nintendo switch has like way too many scary games on it and frankly a switch shouldn't have scary games on it like a no. switch is a child's toy <laughs> and like i love it i'm saying that lovingly like i fuck with the switch real hard it's a yeah. great fucking console outlast shouldn't be available on the switch <laughs> no bioshock should barely be available on the switch that's pushing it a little bit yeah and you know what and every time we bring up bioshock you take a bioshock <laughs> we are gratuitous and we love this game so goddamn much well everybody else seems to love this game so much and they just all seem to you know take little bits and pieces from it how could you not it's so good <laughs> today we're getting into the story of the last of us part two which oh boy yeah off the top i would like to put in some trigger warning so there is some sensitive content if it's not your jam um there is mention of transphobia there is uh, a lot of violence just homophobia in general straight up homophobia yeah, yeah. There, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of trigger warnings on this one but again the darker stories end up having some of the better storylines in video games so i think trigger warnings just overall for our show yeah <laughs> and spoiler warnings <laughs> 
Yeah, spoiler alert. We're, we're going to ruin everything if you didn't realize that either. Although, if you do send us an angry email that we spoiled a video game that came out years ago, I, I'll love you forever. I don't care. I think that's fucking hysterical. <laughs> You're like, you ruined Centipede. Like, yeah. Good. I hope we did. <laughs> Centipede's a weird fucking game. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Our first episode was on Centipede, and my brain exploded. It's, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect it to have a story, but it no. did. No. <laughs> it's great. The story we're doing today is The Last of Us Part 2. So, The Last of Us, the first one was released in June 2013, and then they put out a remastered the following year in July of 14. Mm -hmm. So, the first one came out, such a huge fucking splash, so nice they made it twice. (laughs) Which, that's a little too soon for a remastered. Like, just do it right the first time. I mean, I did play the remastered version. It is gorgeous. Yeah. So, the remaster came out in July of 14, in December of 15, so a year and change later, at the PS Experience, The Last of Us 2 was announced, with a trailer featuring an older Ellie playing guitar, saying she's going to murder everyone. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah, no, it was a pretty good trailer. At Paris Games Week in October of 2017, the second trailer was released, and that featured three new characters, Abby, Yara, and Leave. We'll get to them later. Yeah, and I remember at the time, it being just these three mystery characters kind of fighting all these other characters and nobody knew what it was until the very end of that trailer when the the you know zombies come out. Oh my god, it's so yeah, you they you don't allude to it. There's no imagery that oh, there's no like firefly insignia. Mm-mm. No no one you know is there and then at the very end they're like here's the Cordyceps, Last of Us Part 2 fucking title card. Oh, it's so goddamn good. Yeah. So that was great. That held us over for a year. The following E3 in 2018, we got the 11 minute trailer that's got Dina, Ellie, all this fucking great gameplay from the Seattle levels. Oh, it's so good. And they're just showing off in this trailer more than anything. Oh, they were flexing so fucking hard. Yeah. Like, it's a raining sequence, and you see the rain, like, dripping through hair and, like, condensating on a pair of Converse's and shit. Like, it's fucking wild how beautiful this is. Oh, it's so detailed and so beautiful and just... And it's funny, because we're watching it as, like... Once you've played the game, you realize this scene happens extremely late in the game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is a bit of a spoiler. (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't play out the way that you see it in the trailer at all. No. But it is still a fantastic sequence. It shows off gameplay. It really was a really well-done trailer to show off what Last of Us 2 ends up being. Totally. Also at that E3, Neil Druckmann, who is now the co-president of Naughty Dog and was overseeing this project, Mm. oversaw the Uncharted. He's... Naughty Dog's fucking, like, prized boy was like, I don't want to announce a release date until we're, like, really close to it, because you guys need to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) And it was mostly just to be like, I don't want to I want to avoid surprise pushbacks, which is an ironic thing before I get into the next part. Right. (laughs) So, at the Sony State of Play, which is kind of like an announcement fucking bonanza, in September of 2019, Neil Druckmann announced a release of February 2020. Okay. Okay, so let me reframe this. It's September 2019. Mm-hmm. No face masks. Yeah. He says February 2020. Yeah. We're good. Oh. <laughs> it was a more optimistic time in the world. It was. <laughs> you know, sometimes I read these dates and I'm like, it doesn't, the pandemic doesn't come Register. up to mind. But I'm like, all right, March of 2020 is when the world shut down. Mm-hmm. So the next month in October of 19, Neil Druckmann announced a new release date of May 2020. Also, oh, no. obviously not COVID related, but he's like, we're pushing it back. We need a little more time. Then on April 2nd, 2020. <laughs> oh, damn. 
weeks before it's supposed to come out, Sony is like, the game is getting pushed back due to COVID-19. Totally reasonable. Fair. The next day, April 3rd, 2020, is the day of the online leak for The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, no. Bitch, did you know the timeline of this? Cause it, it, I did not. Like, I was aware of this game. I've been following it. I was a fan of The Last of Us 1. Right. But holy shit, I didn't realize they pushed it back. And then the next day, someone went, fuck your shit. <laughs> I'm releasing half the fucking game online, basically. And, like, the most important part of the game. Oh, yeah. So the online leak included actual gameplay, like gameplay footage, cutscenes, and really alluded to some, what I'm going to phrase as controversial plot points. Mm -hmm. Do you want to get into the actual leak now, or do you want me to tell you what leaked later? Yeah, let's talk about what leaked as we get into the story. Okay. Yeah. So no spoilers yet, but some huge shit that we're going to get into leaked, and that really affected how people walked into this game because this happened in april this game eventually did come out in june of 2020 so there's a couple months mm -hmm. of people aware of what's happening people reacting to it feeling feeling some kind of way about it up in their feelings about it and naughty dog just had to sit there and watch and go oh my god oh it was such a disaster i felt so bad for the whole situation because so many people made decisions just on like incomplete information totally the know? american way <laughs> so this all happened april 3rd by april 27th sony announced the final actual release date of june 19th 2020 okay which was like perfect mid-quarantine mm -hmm. no one was leaving their houses we were no. still fucking like wearing gloves and shit <laughs> like this was a great quarantine game if anything we were all craving some new entertainment something to keep us occupied yep and then by December of 2020, Neil Druckmann was promoted to co-president of Naughty Dog. Wow, damn. Big dick slinger. I mean, he made them how much money? Ungodly amounts of money. <laughs> so let's get into that. Release weekend, it sold over 4 million copies worldwide, becoming the fastest selling PlayStation 4 exclusive. Damn. Of all time. And it's like the third highest selling PlayStation exclusive of all time. That's incredible. Prior to this, Spider-Man had 3.3 million the opening weekend and God of War had 3.1 million opening weekend. So it not only did it do 4 million, it fucking kicked the shit out of the other two by hundreds and thousands of copies. That's outrageous. Absolutely. I kind of respect them, though, for doing all those pushing backs instead of like succumbing to crunch culture and like trying to push it out and making sure that it gets out at, on time. Oh, totally. They were like, no, let's make sure all this shit looks good. We've had enough controversy walking into this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're going to stir up some shit. Well, I mean, Shigeru Miyamoto from Nintendo, he has a great quote of saying that a game that is rushed out and incomplete is bad forever. But if Ooh. you take your time, you know, a game can be great forever. I love that. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. And speaking of how great this game is. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say I'm not a person that like sucks this game's dick. I enjoy this game. I think the gameplay is very satisfying in parts. Yeah. I don't think it's a perfect game, though. No, uh, there are valid criticisms and there are invalid criticisms. <laughs> yes. You know, we'll get into that when we talk about the leaks. Most definitely. <laughs> um, But just overall, like there is really satisfying gameplay in parts of these. But mm -hmm. there are parts where I'm not super fulfilled by it. I don't think it's a perfect game. No, I agree, too. Game Informer thinks it's a perfect game. They gave them 10 out of 10. IGN, 10 out of 10. Games Radar, 5 stars. Metacritic, 93 out of 100. I could go on, yeah. but I'll stop there. The critics loved this game. 
this is the current record holder for the most Game of the Year awards, with 261 Game of the Year awards. Who held it before? 2015's Witcher 3, which got 260 Game of the Year awards. They beat him by one, which is really fucking (laughs) shitty. Like... Poor Project CD Red got the shit beat out of them after Witcher 3. Like, everything after yeah. Witcher 3 has just been absolute shit in the coffee pot for Project <laughs> CD Project Red. And then they lost, like, the last accolade for Witcher 3 when this came out. Yeah. By one Game of the Year award. Damn. Speaking of other awards, it won seven of the Game Awards. It was nominated for 11, which now has the most single-year Game Award wins in the show's history. Oh, damn. Just pretty cool including Best Performance by Laura Bailey, who plays Abby. Good for her, and deserves every bit of it. Oh my god. She got a lot of hate for this game, and she did an absolutely wonderful performance. Yeah. So, like, fuck everyone. Speaking of cast, obviously, Troy Baker, the golden boy of voiceover, of course. <laughs> came back for Joel. Ashley Johnson, bless her heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> came back for Ellie. Laura Bailey, like I mentioned, is our brand new face. Yeah. And Shannon Woodward plays Dina. But she's not the face of Dina. She's not the face of Dina. No. The facial scan is a young woman called Christina Cardena. It looks so pretty, but I feel like I'm butchering her name. <laughs> her heart. She's actually an influencer and an actress. Um, okay. And on YouTube, she does a playthrough of The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, good for so her. So you're watching Dina play, <laughs> which is fabulous. And she just kind of got the role through modeling and like being part of the circuit. But mm. she does one playthrough with the girl who did the facial scan for Abby. Oh, wow. Okay. And they tell this incredible story, which I love so much. The girl that plays Abby works for Naughty Dog. Got it. And she was out on the quad having lunch, minding her own fucking business. And one of the designers walked by and said, hey, do you have a minute? And she was (laughs) like, what's up? They took a couple pictures of her. Things escalated. And now she's fucking Abby. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, bless her heart. And, you know, I get it. I've worked in some startups where they're like, hey, come over here. Oops, I'm in the booklet for something. Right. Um, (laughs) I'm in a training video now. Yeah, I was the face of a Blade Runner shirt for something once accidentally. (laughs) And I... Do not care for that movie. Yeah. Uh, thought it was stupid. But, you know, things happen. But yeah, that's how they got the facial scan for Abby. Was this a girl who actually works at Naughty Dog and was like, all right, I guess we're doing this. That does happen. Yeah. So, you know, they did have some talent behind a lot of the voices, but it's so funny that one of the facial scans is just homegirl that works down the hall for Naughty Dog. Right. That's really great. As uh, so speaking of actors and actresses, this property is so loved, it got picked up as an HBO series. Which I think we talked about in the episode for the first game. Yeah, we did the first time that we talked about it. So it still hasn't come out, but it looks like it is actually coming out. We've seen stills of this show, so I, I'm hoping it comes out soon. It is in production in Canada right now. Okay, good. Um, Neil Druckmann is overseeing it. Like, this is his baby. He finished this one and picked up the next project, and that is the show. Pedro Pascal, who's the wish guy in Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. The bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I... I hated that movie. It was so bad. It came down to wishes. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? That guy's Joel. (laughs) And then a young woman named Bella Ramsey, who's from Game of Thrones, is Ellie. Okay. I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I'm the last person on earth that hasn't. Yeah. But I am seeing a lot of stills on the subreddit if you are curious and want to see how they're doing things. it Tonally, it does look appropriate. Mm Mm-hmm. And from the first game, there's a character named Bill, who's the guy that hooks up the entire town to wires. Yeah. 
he's friends with Joel. He helps him get a car to get Ellie across the country. He and Ellie do not get along with each other one bit whatsoever. Yeah, they immediately hate each other. <laughs> Ellie steals his porn. Yeah. <laughs> he is being played by Nick Offerman. Oh, that's that's such a good casting. I think that's fun because he Bill's a very burly guy. That's very yeah. Nick Offerman. So that's going to come out eventually. But <laughs> that's probably the next installment of the game and... Just this game is so wild that it's turned into like an HBO series and it's the juggernaut of like the fucking PlayStation 4 game to have. And it's wild. I imagine it's a much more efficient way of telling the story that he wants to tell a lot quicker. I think that's very fair. Yeah. You know, instead of waiting five years between every game and like yeah. <laughs> at the minimum. Totally. And like there's so much I'm sure that they had to leave on the cutting room floor that they couldn't reasonably create in a video game that you can't just film people doing and be like this is how i can tell this part of the story or flesh this character out yeah absolutely all right are you ready to get into it i mean i think we're it's it's time to get into it we're gonna have a long way to go so uh let's get going okay so i'm gonna give you a quick background of what happened last week on shameless (laughs) (laughs) or aka what happened in part one just for reference so Everyone's caught up if you don't have two hours to listen to the first one, but for some reason want to jump into this one. Yeah. I don't know your life, but I won't judge you. So here's what you missed on Glee. 50 years after the events of Firewatch. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I leave myself notes to make myself laugh. (laughs) And you made me laugh too, so that's good. Firewatch is set in the same universe. It is hard confirmed. Canonically, they are in the same universe. (laughs) There's a guy named Joel. He is a smuggler, and he's tasked by a survivalist group called the Fireflies to transport a girl who allegedly has immunity to the Cordyceps apocalypse. Cordyceps are people that are infected with this virus that basically turns your brain into mushrooms and you lose your mind. Crazy violent. They're zombies. They're zombies. Yeah. (laughs) You play as Joel. You take Ellie across the country from Boston to the Firefly facility in Salt Lake City so that a vaccine can be developed to fight the virus that's plaguing the world you know reasonable right when joel finally makes it across the country and delivers ellie to the fireflies it's revealed that to develop a vaccine the doctors would need to kill ellie basically like pull her brain out Mm -hmm. because it does affect the brain it goes straight to your head so they need to pull her brain out cut shit up figure out a vaccine joel's like nope murders everyone in the building Kidnaps Ellie and takes her to Jackson, Wyoming, where his brother is currently living in a safe house settlement community. Mm -hmm. There are certain communities across the country that are usually gated. There's a lot of people with guns and they're just kind of keep communities safe. So there are little pockets of humanity. It's not everyone out for themselves. Yeah. Uh, So his brother runs one. He's like, cool, I'm going there. Fuck you guys. Ellie eventually is like, hey, what happened? I thought I was going to die when everyone said, you cool to die? And he's like, Nope, they had other people with a vaccine, didn't work out, they didn't need you, they sent us home. Yep. And she's like, are you lying? And he says, nope. No, I'm totally telling the truth. And that's the end of the game. (laughs) Now, as I was saying at the top of the show, that I didn't really give my opinion on how I felt about the story at the end. And, I mean, from day one, I have not agreed with what Joel did at the end of The Last of Us. Because he lied. Because he lied, I thought he absolutely should have let Ellie die. I thought, you know, he was being very selfish. I thought, you know, he was just, like, wanting to cosplay as a dad. Yeah. The first game does open with him losing his only daughter. Yeah. Like, the game opens on Outbreak Day. He has a daughter named Sarah who's shot by a cop. Mm -hmm. 
and then his brother Tommy kills the cop that shoots her, and this, his little girl dies in her arms. It's this whole fucking thing. So he does have daddy in him. Oh, 100%. But, like, homegirl was ready to die and was totally cool with it. She wanted to. She was fully willing to accept her fate and everything, and Joel was like, I don't care about what you want because I am an old white man and I am going to decide for you what you want. America. (laughs) It's essentially what Joel was doing in that moment. And he's like, you know what? And also, fuck the entire planet. He's from Texas. He's not great with women's (laughs) rights to do what they want to do medically. Oh, no. Oh, poor Joel. This game gets sadder the more I think about it in different ways. So I was not Joel's biggest fan going into The Last of Us 2. Yeah. And, you know, I think... uh, Well, I got some news for you on The Last of Us 2 and Joel, then. Yeah. I think I was justified in my feelings because... Spoiler alert, Ellie feels the same way I do. So let's get into it. Let's fucking go. All right. So that's what you missed. Now we're starting with The Last of Us Part 2. The game opens and it's Joel. You do play as for like, what, three quarters of the first game. So a lot of players are super emotionally attached to Joel just because like, that's your boy. He's cleaning a guitar and he's talking to his brother, Tommy, who, you know, is his neighbor now. Mm -hmm. And he's telling Tommy about the incident. Yeah. And he's like... He took Ellie to the Fireflies, talked about her immunity. She fucking got bit, but, like, she's cool. And they were going to kill her. And he phrases this as, I saved her. Mm-hmm. Which I know, like, boils your blood. It's so dark. And Tommy is kind of just sitting there, and he's like, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's a dumbass. <laughs> he really is. And, like, his wife, Maria, is like, he's a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Like, no one respects Tommy. In this Not even world. a little bit. Like, bless his heart, though, too. He helped build a safe community that has nearly hundreds of people, probably, right? Safe in this town. He's hel- He's been Maria's right-hand man helping people, like, live their lives in this horrible apocalyptic world. And everyone thinks he's a dumbass. And that's the thing, though, is that Maria is clearly the brains and he is clearly the brawn in that situation. But they do not consider him any version of the brains whatsoever. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it is great that Tommy's like, damn, that's crazy. Like, hits yeah. you with that shit. He also does say, though, if I was in your position, I would have done the same thing. Because he's a dumbass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Joel and Tommy are on patrol. And what they do in this community is they send people out in pairs to kill infected so that they don't get too close to the community. Mm -hmm. Totally reasonable. Uh, They're on horseback and they're like, all right, let's head back to Jackson. And you get this beautiful shot Mm. of coming into Jackson. And it's it's like every screensaver fucking like desktop picture (laughs) of like beauty that you can imagine. It's a fucking postcard. And it is based on actual Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah. And like, I've been there and it was funny because playing the game, I was like, this feels like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And you're like, well, this is Jackson, Wyoming. I was like, oh shit. Okay. So this is like, they just modeled it after the actual town. This is fantastic. (laughs) It's so, it's, it's gorgeous. And they have multi-story fencing. There's watchtowers. The whole town has electricity. Like, it's mm-hmm. fucking sick considering how apocalyptic this world is. Yeah. No, it's a much more upgraded society than we saw in the first game. Yeah, where it was, like, decrepit Boston. That, yeah. like, <laughs> was horrifying. Yeah. So the boys get in. They put their horses away. And Tommy pulls Joel aside and is like, I will take your secret to the grave. Mm-hmm. And Joel's like, you waited three hours to fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> We've been riding our horses for hours, you shithead. 
Um, well, Tommy had to process for three hours he, what he just heard. He go real slow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about how dumb Tommy is until I started going through this, and I was like, he's useless. Yeah, he's been hitting the head a lot. <laughs> he's got a concussion. <laughs> so Joel puts all that aside, puts his horse away, and he heads over to see Ellie, who lives alone in a detached garage. She's a couple years older. Yeah. It's so good seeing her She's grow up. She's got her up. own spot and everything. Yeah. She has posters on the wall and shit. Yeah. Joel brings her a guitar and is like, I promised I'd teach you how to play. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, she gets really cute and excited about it. And then he serenades her with If I Ever Were to Lose You by Pearl Jam, mm -hmm. which is the sweetest fucking thing in the entire world. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like, I, I downloaded this song and put it on my phone because it was like, <laughs> Ellie. Like, it's, it's fucking perfect. It is such a pretty song. And to just put it out there, this song was not released until after Outbreak Day in our timeline. Yes. But it was performed live once pre-Outbreak Day. <laughs> so Neil Druckmann has gone on the record and been like, Joel heard it live, <laughs> memorized it, remembered it years later, and that's why this song exists in the world, Get Off My Back. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, actually. And you're like, no, calm down. <laughs> They're zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. So that's how the game opens, which is kind of sweet. <laughs> it's now about four years later. Mm. Ellie is waking up in her little garage. Mm. Um, her friend Jesse is like, get the fuck up. It's time to patrol. Yeah. And we've got a grown-up Ellie. She's smelly. It's 6 a.m. She has to go to work. Like, she is waking up, rolling out of bed, and leaving. She is not changing her clothes from the night before or anything. Like, she is not showered. She is out of bed, throw on a jacket. Let's go. We've all had a morning class in college we were not emotionally prepared for. I know. You met me in that class. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse is this gorgeous Asian American guy who has a little bit of a southern accent. Like, he's mm -hmm. so cute. And he is giving Ellie shit for kissing his ex-girlfriend. Last night, there was a community party at the bar, and apparently Ellie and Dina were caught smooching. They were caught smooching indeed. And Jesse's like, Dina and I broke up a week ago. And you're already swooping in on my girl. You really gonna be like that? Yeah. And Ellie, poor Ellie, is a little defensive and is like, uh, she kissed me. Yeah, like, she came I on to me. <laughs> and Jesse's like, I don't really give a shit, but like. Can you be subtle? Yeah. Like, can you not be <laughs> We're supposed like this? to be friends. Like, don't homie hop like that. Totally. Ellie's like, uh, where's Joel? And Jesse's like, he's on patrol. There are some infected sightings, so he and Tommy are out there. Mm -hmm. And she's like, totally, work stuff. Please stop asking me about Dina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, Change the subject entirely. Which is great. And it's great. While you're walking through the town getting ready to go to work, some of the NPCs are like, oh, there she is. Oh, mm -hmm. did you hear about Ellie? <laughs> like, this town is small. They're gossiping. They are, she is the talk of the town. It's great. Jesse's like, we have to swing by and talk to Maria first. And like we said, Maria is Tommy's wife. Mm -hmm. She runs shit. In the first game, she's getting a power plant working to get her town power. Yeah. Like, when we meet her, she's at one of those water power things, like, getting them set up so her town can have electricity. Yeah. This is the baddest bitch. <laughs> like, she almost shoots Joel in the face like, yeah. <laughs> when we meet her. And now she is fully, like, I am the town mayor. I run shit. I provided electricity. I am a blonde god. Right. And here's my dumb sack of shit-ass husband. <laughs> so Maria obviously knew this all went down, and she gets 
some drama handled. So while Ellie and Dina were kissing, this guy named Seth comes out and like calls them some names, mm-hmm. being a bigot, and Joel shoves him. Yeah. To be like, leave my girl alone. Right. And that's what we hear. That's what we hear through Jesse kind of retelling and being like, are you good? And Ellie's like, leave me alone for mm-hmm. fuck's sake. Maria saw all of this. And now in the morning, Maria's like, Seth, come here. Apologize to Ellie. You're being a piece of shit. Like, right. Maria handles this within hours. Oh, so quick. The baddest bitch. And Maria also got Seth to give her a bunch of sandwiches. Yeah, for the, for the patrol. Yeah. Seth's like, I made you some steak sandwiches, which sounds delicious now. Right. <laughs> and Jesse's like, that's fucking sick. Will you share? And Ellie's like, take my bigot sandwich. My bigot sandwich. I love that she calls it a bigot sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's how cool Maria is. She sees like a social interaction is like, I will fix this. Yeah. This is my town. Now, when they're talking about uh, Joel, though, that is heavily implied that Ellie and Joel are kind of on the rocks. Yeah. Jesse does say something like, are you guys cool? And she's like, he doesn't need to fight my shit for me, basically. Yeah. Like, there's death some tension. Maria also is talking to Jesse and she's like, Tommy and Joel have been out there for a while. Like, keep mm. an eye out for them. Make sure they're checking in. Jesse's like, for sure, for sure. So we know Joel and Tommy are out somewhere. Haven't heard from them in a minute. Yeah. But we're not worried yet. We're not worried yet. It is snowing, though. So we're like, okay. Could take him some time. Keep, keep an eye out. Yeah, like, asterisks, it's snowing. So Ellie's like, I'm going out to patrol. She gets paired up with Dina. Because Jesse's kind of a little shithead. <laughs> Jesse's in, tro- in, in control of patrols, right? So he's the one that like sets up pairs, tells them where to go and shit. Yeah. He didn't have to do this. No. No, but he was like, go get you some, girl. I'm not mad about this breakup. Like, Jesse's the coolest motherfucker. Like, Dina even says when she was dating Jesse, they didn't even patrol together. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is he great. wouldn't even put himself together with her. But he's like, all right, fine. I'll put you two together. That's fine. He's a class act. <laughs> Ellie's horse is named Shimmer, which I love. Aww. So they they mount up and they're like, all right, let's go check some shit out. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, across town, we open on a ski lodge with about a dozen people in sleeping bags all curled up next to each other. Wait, is this new characters now? This is some new shit. Oh. And one of them wakes up and it's this buff-ass bitch named Abby. Do we know that yet, though? She is woman, according to the subtitles. She is woman, according to the <laughs> <laughs> like, She doesn't get named until Owen calls her Abby. Yeah, no, you're right. But she almost immediately is na- is called Abby. Yeah. By Owen, who's also there. Yes. So Abby is ripped to shit, and she's dressed like Dexter. Mm-hmm. She's in a Henley top <laughs> and some baggy pants. Like, it is full Dexter cosplay yep. for no reason. <laughs> she has a braid, and like I mentioned, homegirl is ripped to shit. Yeah, no, she is a very, very buff woman, which... I have my conspiracy theories about, which I haven't heard other people talk about. We'll get into it a little later, though. Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's the middle sister in Encanto. She goes up to... Oh, oh. yeah, huh, right? <laughs> like, basically that. Yeah. And Owen is literally any white guy. Mm-hmm. I wrote the lost Wilson brother. <laughs> he looks a lot like both Luke and Owen Wilson. Okay, I'll like, give him that. Any, any white dude. Yeah. Nothing special. He's looking out into the snow, and Abby's like up he goes i have something to show you Mm. everyone else is asleep he's been up for a while he's probably not okay right (laughs) and abby's like it's the morning and i'm sleepy and it's cold and he's like cool put on a sweater also like weren't you on watch why did you leave me alone while i slept (laughs) like come on 
they go out into the snow, and while they're talking, it's clear that they're very friendly with each other. Mm -hmm. They allude to the fact that they used to date, but they also allude to the fact that Owen now has a girlfriend named Mel. Mm -hmm. So, a little bit of drama to get you started. It's also established that Abby is terrified of heights. Very scared of heights, yeah. Which is interesting in the gameplay, because you come up on kind of a cliff area, and you're line of vision gets a little blurry in the way that you would if you're anxious which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool no they do that really well and she moves a lot slower when she's close to edges of like heights and shit which is cool totally so they come up on a view of the town of jackson and they look out and owen's like look what i found and abby's like holy shit Mm -hmm. we need to lure someone out we need to fucking like find someone we need to talk to people about this town and owen's like cool cool mel's pregnant (laughs) Abby's like do you have any sense of how conversations work yeah (laughs) I am trying to work on a plan we were walking for 30 fucking minutes you could have brought that up when we were walking yeah entirely you knew what this like what my reaction was going to be to seeing this yeah you weren't even like sit down or anything you're just like fuck your plans yeah we're talking about me now (laughs) (laughs) and Owen's like well I gotta go back to my pregnant girlfriend and Abby's like so you brought me out here and now I'm here, yeah. and you're out. And he's like, yep, goodbye. And Turns I'm, around, walks away. And he's like, I'm taking everybody with me. Yeah. Yeah, not just my pregnant girlfriend. I'm going to take our whole crew. We're dipping. Yeah, and Abby's like, what the fuck, man? This is like the whole point of being here Yeah. was to get to this point. Yeah, we don't know why yet, but no. we'll get there. So Abby's like, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm going for a walk. I'm going to see if I can find an outpost, maybe some patrols, see if I can talk to someone from this town learn a little more about it yeah and she's alone because fuck owen right um and then she runs into a horde of infected oh no Ugh. so she's running and it's snowy she doesn't know where the fuck she is this is her town and she gets kind of lost in the snowstorm Mm -hmm. meanwhile across town oh my goodness (laughs) whiplash in this game yeah Ellie and Dina are at a supermarket, and they're clearing out a whole bunch of infected, right? Okay. And this is your tutorial level. Yeah, basically. Which is fun. You know, you're playing with stealth, you're running around, you're shooting shit. Which the combat in this game is so much more elevated than the first game. Oh, absolutely. This is so satisfying when you get shit done. Oh, my gosh. Like, that was one of my biggest complaints about the first game was the combat was really bad. Yeah. But this game, the combat was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just good. It was fun, good, fun combat. You do have to be strategic about how you use things because of the scarcity of items and the mm-hmm. scarcity of weaponry. But when you get shit done, it feels good. Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> you get this first sense of that going through. And the snowstorm gets really bad. So you and Dina are like, we need to hole up. There is a fucking blizzard going on. Mm-hmm. And they find this library for shelter where they bring the horses in. And it's, you know, it's a cute little municipal library. Yeah. But it's a library with a secret. What's the secret? One of their old friends, Eugene, who was a former Firefly, used to use this library as a hideout. Oh. And he tricked it out with electricity, which is great. There's a generator. Again, never seen a generator in real life. See them in every video game I've ever played. <laughs> Fair. Underneath the library in the basement is a full fucking grow house. <laughs> It's fucking great. He has hang-drying plants just fucking curing in mason jars. Fucking, there's mason jars full of joints. Like, oh, my gosh. It's fucking sick. That's wonderful. They also find a porno called Smash Brandy's Cooch, which is a great little naughty dog joke. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those pervs. 
One of my favorite things is that they find one of those bong masks that's like the um, gas mask with a bong on it. Totally. <laughs> it's it's aggressive stoner behavior. <laughs> Ellie and Dina are having fun. They smoke a joint. And then they get down to smashing the cooch. Oh, they oh, smash yeah. Dina's cooch, huh? Well, they kissed last night, so this is the next logical step. Obviously. Well, While this is happening, <laughs> Abby is being screamed at by infected. <laughs> Poor baby girl is running for her life. <laughs> well, they're smashing cooch. We're going to smash cut. Yeah. <laughs> and she's running around, and she gets saved by Joel and Tommy. Uh-oh. Like, they're, she's running under a gate, and then they pull her out, and they're like, go, 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 go. They find a building. They're hiding. They're All three of them are running together, and they're kind of making their way through town, mm-hmm. walking fast. Yeah. Faces past. They're fucking get, trying to get out of there. The boys are protecting her. Abby's like, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck me. Um, Oh, there's a ski lodge not too far away. My friends are there. We can hide out there. Yeah. And they're like, dope, let's fucking go. There's, like, hordes of infected coming after us. Totally. And Tommy and Joel are like, oh, you've got, like, a crew of people. We've got a whole town. Like, come on in. Yeah. And I think Tommy says something to that effect of, like, if you need supplies, fucking come through Jackson. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. My wife runs the town. Yeah, definitely. I know a guy. (laughs) (laughs) So while they're all fighting for their lives, Ellie and Dina are engaging in some pillow talk. Ooh. (laughs) They're lying around. And Ellie is like, hey, Dina, you see this beautiful tattoo on my arm? It covers a bite mark from an infected. And Dina's like, you're full of shit. (laughs) And like laughs it off and is like, why are you lying to me? There's no reason for that. And Ellie's like, I'm literally having a fucking moment with you where I'm telling you I'm immune. And like, this is the biggest secret this world has to offer. And she's like, you dumb shit. She's like, you're absolutely right. There is no reason to lie to you. I'm not. (laughs) But then the worst social thing happens and Jesse rolls up on them. Oh. They're like in their underwear cuddling. Like they just like I'm sure it reeks in there. They just fucked. Yeah, it smells like weed and sex. Yeah. And oh sex no. Sex and candy like yeah. it's so bad and Jesse's like, "Can you fucking not? Joel and Tommy never checked in. No one knows where they are." Like, "Oh damn. All right. Um No, he's like, "Throw me my bra." <laughs> <laughs> they have their bras on. We don't see nip nip knops in this. But she's None like, throw this. me my pants. <laughs> I have to find my dad. Yeah. And so they all kind of panic. And Ellie's like, I'm in a horror movie. What do I do? Let's split up. <laughs> so they all take to different routes. And Ellie's like, fuck me. I got to go find my dad and my dumb shit ass uncle Tommy now. Right. On the other side of town, Tommy and Joel arrive at the ski loft with Abby. Mm. What's great is the ski loft has like a wire fence so that they can kind of keep the infected away and they can't have a moment in the ski lodge. Yeah. So they get inside. Tommy and Joel are like, holy shit, that was crazy. Tommy's like, hey, I'm Tommy. Yeah. I'm from Jackson. And Joel's like, I'm Joel Miller. And you could hear a fucking pin drop. Everything goes silent. Everyone stops and stares at Joel. And Joel's like, oh, no. So you heard of me. Abby grabs a shotgun and blows off one of Joel's legs right below the knee. Tommy is knocked unconscious. It is so gnarly the way his leg gets blown off. It happens so fast. Oh, yeah. No time to react. So they kind of pull Joel, throw him up against the wall, and Abby, holding the gun, tells Mel, Owen's girlfriend who's pregnant, to tourniquet his leg. Right. She wants to keep him alive for a little while longer. Oh! Joel's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who you are. And he tells Abby to say her speech and get it over with. Mm -hmm. Because he's still kind of a badass. Oh, yeah. That's some dick swinger shit to say when someone's holding a gun to your face and has already blown off one of your legs. Mm -hmm. 
Mel comes in, tourniquets legs, and then she tells her friends to back up and clear out. They kind of back up, and they're like, all right, Abby's going crazy. Right. <laughs> she tells Joel, you don't get to rush this. <laughs> she picks up a golf club and starts swinging. Oof. Ugh. It's so bad. Ellie is rolling around in the snow trying to figure out where the fuck her dad is. Yeah. She comes up on the ski lodge, and she hears screaming from outside the house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, holy shit. This house is basically empty when she comes through. She doesn't see anyone. She does see signs of life. She sees lights. She sees lanterns. She sees sleeping bags. Yeah. She's like, okay, someone's here. She follows the screams down into the basement, busts open the door, and see Joel lying on the floor, bloodied to a pulp. Beaten. She's like, fuck, and she gets jumped immediately by one of Abby's friends, mm-hmm. held down to the ground, and she's staring directly into Joel's eyes the way she's, like, laid out on the floor. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to fucking kill all of you, like, making threats while she has people, like, stepping on her. Yeah. Because <laughs> sweet baby Ellie's like, I will murder everyone. Ellie has been saying fuck since literally the moment we met her. Owen kind of elbows Abby and is like, you need to finish this. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> There oh. are people rolling up, because I'm sure Owen's like, get your shit out, but now that there's people showing up, we need to leave. We are not safe anymore on your weird murder mission. Yeah, who knows who's going to follow this girl? Absolutely. Reasonable. You've already got Tommy knocked out, like there's a second person, now you have a third person involved. Yeah. Finish this shit. Ellie is sobbing, screaming at Joel to get up, like she's fucking Simba watching Mufasa die. Yeah. Abby kills Joel with a golf club swing. Oof. Man, bashes his skull in. It's so gnarly. And, like, they show so much, like, gore in this. Yeah, which this was part of the leak. This was part of the leak. I apologize for not mentioning that. This entire cutscene was part of the leak. This was all part of the leak, and this drove people crazy. Oh, people were so attached to Joel and to see their surrogate father die in such a horrific way with, like, a golf club of all Mm -hmm. fucking things. Ugh. And they have to see it from, like... Ellie's perspective, too. Oh, horrific. Oh, yeah. So one of Abby's friends, Manny, tries to shoot Ellie. Owen stops and is like, don't fucking stop killing people, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's all stop killing people. I'm going to be a dad. (laughs) Ellie gets knocked out, though. Dina and Jesse find Ellie, Tommy, and Joel in the basement of the ski lodge eventually. Mm. Now, I want to take a beat and say why it's a golf club. Okay. There is an interview with Neil Druckmann. Where he talked about when he was 16, he went golfing with a friend, and on a backswing, his friend actually hit him in the head, Oh! and Neil was like, I'm gonna fucking die. Oh my god. And he was like, this is a horrible way to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's gonna happen to Joel. So this actually is because Neil Druckmann got hit in the head with a golf club as a kid. What a sadistic fuck. Is it? Is it healing? Is it horrifying? It's kind of horrifying. He's like, no, he said this is the worst way to die. I'm going to kill Joel that way. <laughs> That's sadistic. That's pretty fucked up. I, just, I also just think there's something poetic about it being like, I went through this. Yeah. And I thought I was going to fucking die. <laughs> if I went through it, you have to go through it. I knew it was an accident. It wasn't like his buddy was like, his buddy was truly just trying to like swing and hit a golf ball. Yeah. Neil was standing too close. Like, oh, I imagine. He wasn't being a dick about it, but he was like, oh, this is how you kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> But that was in a that was in a rare podcast. I did my research for this one, guys. Oh, you most definitely did. I'm finding the good good for you. <laughs> so that was the first part of the leak that everyone lost their minds as. Part other parts of the leak were that you play as Abby and Ellie. Yeah. 
So yeah, so the other part of the leak was that you play as both Abby and Ellie, which obviously happens in this first act as well. Yeah. Kind of being both babes in the world. Oh, it's fucking crazy. But yeah, the big thing that people got really mad about was that you play as Abby, you play as the person who killed Joel? Question mark, question mark? Right. People lost their minds about that. They, and they were so angry. So angry. Hadn't played the game yet. Nope. Just so mad about Didn't it. Didn't have context for it. No. Back in Jackson, Tommy visits Ellie and says to do this right, they'd have to leave Jackson and Jackson would be left vulnerable. Yeah. Ellie's like, well, fuck you. Joel would already be out for blood if the fucking tables were turned. Absolutely, Joel would. But Joel is like a psychopath murderer. He fully is. Compared to Tommy. Yeah. Like, Tommy was a firefly, so he was a soldier in a part of a militia group. Yeah. Joel was a smuggler who just did shit and was like a mercenary. <laughs> You know, it's the difference between the X-Men and Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to go that route. Right. Ellie's like, I looked at their jackets and their insignia. It had WLF. That's Washington Liberation Front. They're from Seattle. Mm -hmm. We know where to go. We have a fucking direction. Yeah. You know, let's fucking go. I'm going to Seattle tomorrow. I don't give a fuck if it's alone. <laughs> she is like on one. Oh, absolutely. She's ready to she go. She is Joel's daughter in this yeah. moment. <laughs> Tommy's like, give me a day. And don't go alone. And Ellie's like, fine. <laughs> right. Because she's like, it does make more sense to bring someone else with me. Mm -hmm. Fair. The next day, Ellie visits Joel's grave with Dina to pay respects. Which is, it's one of those things where you know you have to get through it. It's a very slow fucking chapter, though. You're like slogging through the snow, being like, I'm sad. There's a few of those. <laughs> yeah. But like, the emotions are high. Yeah. No, this is, like, I accused the first game of being a cutscene hunter. This is worse. This is worse in terms of cutscene hunting. This Absolutely. is way worse. This game comes out to about 25 to 30 hours of gameplay. And there's, what was it, three and a half hours of combat yeah, in the entire game. So it is a lot of cutscenes and a lot of dialogue and a lot of stuff like that. So... And a lot of sections that are just exploratory where nothing's happening and you're like, I'm going to root through this fucking apartment for yeah. alcohol. <laughs> That's it. For screws and nuts. <laughs> for screws and loose vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> Dina's fully just invested in Ellie now. It's like a couple days later. Mm -hmm. And Ellie and Dina are fully like Home Depot lumberjacked up like you're my super... Subaru boo, like let's fucking go. Oh yeah, no, they are they are kind of typical lesbians in that yeah. aspect. Yeah, <laughs> they're like nineteen. Yeah, they're millennials entirely. You know, <laughs> millennials move fast. We we don't we know that the planet is dying, so we have no time to dilly dally. Yeah, <laughs> they have that in their bones. They go to Joel's house to pay respects before they leave, and oh, this part is hard when Ellie's like smelling his jacket and shit. Like, yeah. She takes his watch, which his daughter gave him, mm -hmm. um, and she also takes his gun. I just love that that watch just keeps, like, playing through. Oh. You know? Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's so good. It's the watch that his daughter gave him on his birthday, which was outbreak day. Yeah. The day that she died. Like, yeah. And he wore it every single day, even though it's broken. That's from his baby girl. Oh. So good. Oh, and you see in his house that there's a framed picture of him and Sarah and a framed picture of him and Ellie. Like, on opposite ends of like, yeah, yeah, it's so good. Oh, it, it's hard. Like it is. If you are a Joel Stan, this is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, Joel sucks, but he is a sentimental person. Absolutely, that is very fair. Ellie's having a moment, and then Dina's like, "Hey, 
yo, you gotta come down. And Ellie's like, what the fuck could possibly happen? Yeah. And there's Maria. Nothing gets by her in this town. You can't do anything without this bitch knowing. No. And she's like, hey, dipshit. <laughs> I'm also mourning. But you motherfuckers. She's like, so Tommy left last night and left me a note saying, under no circumstances to let you out of my sight. Right. And Ellie's like, are you fucking kidding me? This was my idea. These Miller boys. These Miller boys are so messy. And Maria's like, honestly, I'm sick of everyone's shit. I understand that I cannot step in between anyone and Joel. Right. Because I haven't my entire life, clearly. <laughs> Even dead, I can't get in between him and his shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to let him do his shit because for some reason he has this magic over the world. Yeah. So she's like, don't do anything stupid. Go grab some ammo before you leave. You only get one horse and bring my stupid fucking husband home alive. <laughs> and Ellie's like, well, now I have a fucking homework assignment. Yeah, fine. I got this. I'm going on my murder mission. Let's do this. Yeah. And she and Dina were fully ready to sneak out of town. They were like, all right, we're going to go underneath the West Gate and fucking do this. And Maria's like, you can't do anything in this town without me knowing. Right. Like, so I might as well, like, give you some tools to help you along your way. Yeah. So that is the first part of the game. Right. And that is just the first oh, chapter. It is a slog. So I want to pause. <laughs> it's a slog. <laughs> it's so emotional. So I want to pause here and mention some new gameplay mechanics that might yeah. be part of what you like about this. So things that they introduced in this game that weren't in the last one or in the DLC left behind is you can dodge. Yes. Dodge is essential in this game. You can jump. Which I forgot you couldn't jump in the you first one. You couldn't jump in the first no. one? Oh there my were, gosh. There were like quick time things where you could jump, but this is like you could just leap. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't believe that wasn't in the first game. You can go prone, which is where you slide around on your belly like a yeah. snake. <laughs> and then there's ways you can interact with rope. Oh my gosh. Which people rope. lost their minds being like, this is the most innovative thing in the world. The rope. What was everybody's deal with the rope? You can climb the rope. Honestly... Maybe I'm not that sophisticated in game design. I feel like I've done this in other things. Yeah. <laughs> Where you press X to climb a rope. But I guess the rope physics were like unlike anything anybody had ever seen before. I didn't get it. Like, I guess it's like when Pixar adds extra hairs to somebody's head. And we're <laughs> like, supposed to be like, ooh. In Brave, they're like, her hair's curly. This is crazy. And you're like, All right. yeah, she's fucking Irish. Of course her hair's curly. <laughs> Look at her. Yeah, it's like, I think it's a techno marvel that we just... We're like, all right. I appreciate it, but I think the majesty is lost on me. A little bit. One thing I do also do want to note as we get into more Ellie gameplay is that she has a perma switchblade. Mm -hmm. Thank fucking God. Yeah, that was something that was so annoying from the first game. You'd have to craft shivs as Joel, which is such a pain in the ass because it is so useful. Like it's yeah. a, it's a stealth kill. It can be a melee weapon at times. Like it's so fucking handy. And in some of the other materials for the game you find out that her switchblade used to belong to her mother really yeah okay her, her mom was friends with marlene who's the firefly mama that was the one that was in charge of getting ellie across the country who so, hired joel we called her zoe we, the entire time we did because she reminded us of zoe yeah. from firefly because <laughs> our brains are not that advanced and made <laughs> So Marlene was her name? Her name is Marlene. All right, yeah. let's give her a little credit where it's due let's, a little bit later, but uh, yeah. Absolutely, put some respect on her We name. only referred to her as Zoe last time. <laughs> you know how our dumb shit-ass brains worked? It was like Firefly. Her name's Zoe. <laughs> she has dark curly hair. 
Oh, our brains make associations in a very obvious way. This is why we're podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is appropriate podcast behavior. Yeah. Um. So her mom and Marlene were very good friends. That's mm. kind of why they allude to Marlene being like, oh, she was like a girl, like a niece to me. And Marlene's kind of her aunt. Ellie's mom gave Marlene her switchblade. And then Marlene at some point gave the switchblade to Ellie. Got it. They're just so sweet. So yeah. Ellie's got a permablade. Thank God. It's so much more useful than the shivs in the first game. Fuck the shivs. Because I feel like you can only craft them like three at a time or something. Or you could craft one and it had three uses before it'd fall apart. Yeah. Because canonically in the game, you're making them with like broken scissor pieces. Mm-hmm. Or like <laughs> just dumb pointy shit you find in the world. Like old razor blades and shit. Yeah, shit that doesn't really make sense. But they're like, no, of course you'd have a knife in this world. I carry a knife with me everywhere. Like, yeah. I use it to open boxes. Like, <laughs> I use it for fucking everything. And stabbing zombies. Obviously, yeah. Normal people have knives in the world now as it is. Like, of course everyone would have a fucking knife in this world. I agree. And Joel should have had a knife in this world. Like, All along. He was a smuggler. He, and he's from Texas. He would have a knife on his hip before the zombie apocalypse. Right? Come on. <laughs> Fucking everyone I know that's ever worked in a warehouse has a good box cutter. At least like, one. <laughs> don't play. We have a good one in our kitchen I was right going to say, we have a couple good box cutters. Yeah. <laughs> so those are kind of like the quality of life gameplay updates we got coming into here. Okay. Like I mentioned, they're in Jackson. That's like middle America. They're going to Seattle, which is the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. That's a couple of days. We do not have to deal with the fucking road trip part of the game. Which is nice. <laughs> I have to admit, because that was kind of the slog of the first game. Well, the first game is an entire road trip game. Yeah. Like, the and this whole is not. Yeah. They make really good departures from the first game. So this game is structured by days we are in seattle it is day one that is how this first chapter is structured ellie and dina are riding shimmer ellie's favorite horse (laughs) (laughs) which i love that ellie is like reasonably butch like she's not full butch but she's you know a bit of a tomboy yeah and her horse is named shimmer (laughs) like bless your heart you sweet baby angel right they roll up to the city limits of seattle and it's really heavily armored with military gates and shit Mm. The military in this world is called Fedra. Okay. And they clearly had like a big quarantine zone in the in the city of Seattle where like there's food lines, there's fucking like armored trucks, all kinds of crazy shit. So they there's a couple puzzles, there's a rope puzzle to get through the fucking uh, walls and shit just to get into the city. Right. It's cool because your first place that you have to clear that's full of infected is a hotel. Something that I really like about this game is like the way that they take environments and make them like playgrounds like they take a hotel and like that was really cool to see yeah Um, they go through some stores they go through a music store where you can unlock everyone's favorite fucking thing in the game which is ellie playing guitar oh the ellie playing guitar they made the guitar playing so interesting and so unique and so cool i've never used is that that's not the D-pad. Is that the touchpad in the controller? I'm not sure what that part's called. Yeah, I think touchpad is what it's called. I've never used the touchpad in a game. Yeah. They do a way where you strum a guitar on a PlayStation controller that's so fucking, like, immersive. Yeah. I think the only other game that I've seen it really utilized in was Until Dawn. Oh, Until Dawn. I think there's a couple times where you needed to use it, like, in that. But you, like, yeah. swipe with it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five has some uses, but, yeah, it's so rare where that is actually used in video games that's really fun i love that but 
you get to play Take On Me by Abba. Uh, it's not Abba. Aha. Aha, yeah. Aha. And it's such a beautiful rendition. Ashley Johnson is has a gorgeous voice. And it is her yeah. singing the entire time. It is good. Yeah. Like, there's video clips of her serenading Dina, which is so gorgeous. Aw. Uh, I love it. But there's some really cool, unique things you can get through, which is fun. Yeah, the guitar playing. And, like, if you go on YouTube, you can find people that have, like, because you can freestyle on a guitar. You don't just have to play whatever they have. Like, people have gone on there and done full-ass songs. <laughs> That's so fun. On YouTube, on these guitars. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's pretty, like, musical accurate. You can get down to, like, musical notes and shit and, like, sequences. And the way you strum up or down affects the way the note sounds. Like, it's yeah. really sick. No, entirely. So you're going through the city. You're trying to get in. And, like, again, you're trying to find Tommy to get him home mm-hmm. and, and avenge Joel's death. But everyone's a little more afraid of Maria than they are out for blood. So... <laughs> We gotta find dumb shit ass Tommy. And while we're going through the town, we're finding some patrols of WLF, the Washington Liberation Front. Okay. Who are commonly called wolves. Wolves. Okay. Dorky. W-O. Yeah. These guys are usually in navy greens and, you know, kind of like military ish outfits, darker tones. Mm-hmm. They're super well organized. Right. They like to travel in pairs and stuff, they travel in groups. You'll rarely find them by themselves. They're pretty well armed, a lot of long-range weapons, Mm -hmm. and they communicate very consistently. They are constantly screaming to each other. There's radios and shit. Like, they are constantly in communication with each other. Yeah. No, they are chatty, chatty people. Very advanced group. Ellie and Dina and Shimmer are going through the town, and they get ambushed, and someone blows Shimmer up. Yep. I think it's like a landmine, but... Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so jarring because like you're just kind of going through town and then your horse explodes. <laughs> it's like the worst Red Dead luck you could imagine. Right entirely. Like the like one of those IEDs on the side of the road that you would associate with like Afghanistan war. Totally. But this is just <laughs> Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Af- this happens and Ellie and Dina are like swooped up kidnapped. Mm. When you wake up as Ellie, you are tied up and you're in like an elementary school, which is just dark as shit. Yeah. To like have kind of like an aggro base in an elementary school. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucked up. She's like tied up with her hands behind her back. She sees a piece of glass and she's trying to like kick the glass so she can cut herself free. And there's some wolf soldiers that are like, should we just kill her? Yeah, we should just kill her. All right, let's just fucking kill her. Oh. And Ellie is like, cool, cool, cool. I don't know where Dina is. My horse is dead. My dad's dead. Everything's terrible. Everybody's dead. And, but this made me laugh really hard, and okay. I was not supposed to. <laughs> so right above the wolf soldiers, there's a skylight. And then, like, a fat Spider-Man, Dina falls from the sky oh, that's onto right. the... It's the, I know it's supposed to be exciting, but I think it's really funny the way she just, like, flops onto she these people. She falls. She doesn't crash through. She, like, flops through. Yeah, she's like, I'll avenge you! <laughs> <laughs> like, bless Dina. Like, sweet baby angel. Well, because she and Ellie had had a long conversation about, like, the cheesy 80s action movies that Ellie and Joel used to like to watch together. <laughs> they did. So I think she was like, ooh, I'm gonna let Ellie, like, live out one of her cheesy 80s action movies and crash through the ceiling. But, like, in this world, Ellie is like, I love stealth. Please don't make any fucking noise. <laughs> and Dina flies through a fucking skylight to, to fucking rescue her. It's great. <laughs> so they fight their way out. And, like, while they're fighting, they hear wolf soldiers talking about a TV tower where there's more mm. wolves stationed. So they're like, okay, let's take a breather. Get out the fuck out of the school. All right. Next place is probably the TV tower. Like, that seems to be where there's more wolves. 
let's roll up on them. Yeah. And they have this map that they found when they first got to town. So they're like marking places off. I'm not going to go on too many tangents, but there is one fun one where you're going through the city and I think you're trying to get gas to turn on a power thing to open a gate. It's probably a generator. It's a generator. Thank you. <laughs> and you go into a bank where there is a bank robbery on infection day. Oh. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. And um, Dean is like, oh, it's like point break. <laughs> and Ellie's like, yeah, man, it's fucking sick. This um, is great. And in that sequence, you can find Nathan Drake's ring from the Uncharted series. Really? Because Naughty Dog. Right. They are obsessed with themselves. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, back to where we are. So we're getting out of the school. We're heading to this TV tower. We go all the way across town. Seattle's a big town. Yeah. That's a huge Fuck city. Me. And and it's from, destroyed. It's Oh, my God. It's gorgeous how, like, decrepit it is. I thought it was really cool that they, they didn't, I wouldn't call it an open world map, but it was a much more open environment than the previous Last of Us at the very least. Yeah, it's still on rails, but your rails are very wide. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. You do get a lot of room to play, which is super cool. And I followed the subreddit for a little bit while I was researching this, and they're very accurate to what Seattle looks like. There are people that have taken pictures of them, like, I'm in front of the music store, and, like, oh. I'm in front of the gas station where the assault was, and fucking I'm at the aquarium. I love when they can do that. It's so cool. Like This is kind of a little bit off topic, but one of the Assassin's Creed's games have become extremely important in the world because, as we all know, the cathedral at Notre Dame burned down a couple of years ago. Right. And the most accurate rendering of the cathedral of Notre Dame was in an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> so they have actually taken the assets from that game to help rebuild the new Notre Dame cathedral and their efforts to like rebuild it from after the fire. So like, yeah, these details in video games where they're going in and making sure they're actually detailed and and like accurate, it's it's coming to light and like being very beneficial for the world, which is oh, kind of totally. cool, you know? It's, it's amazing. I've watched so many videos on that because that is such a fascinating case of like, no, they had to do like scans and CAD drawings mm -hmm. to recreate it themselves. They've already rebuilt it. You can have all the fucking blueprints and they were like, it's all right here. Sick. And it was one person that did that, like that one asset for the cathedral too. It was one of the art directors yeah. that focused on that part. Yeah, it was like <gasps> one woman who built the entire thing herself. That's so fucking cool. Oh yeah, awesome. I think they were like, caveat, there are a bunch of places to jump off of the cathedral <laughs> that were not in the original design that yeah. we added so you could jump off of it. Right. And they're like, yeah, we've seen the game. Yeah, she, she had her notes of like what she added into like the actual <laughs> original design and shit, which is great. Wouldn't it be great if you went and there were a bunch of like clear jump off points of like, oh yeah. <laughs> They're just like, you know what, just just for you, we'll There's add an those Easter in. Egg. Yeah. <laughs> There's a real life Easter egg to a video <laughs> game. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'm sorry. So we're at the TV tower. Dina and Ellie roll up and it's pretty empty. And they see the most horrifying shit when they walk in. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a bullpen of a newsroom kind of thing where there's like a news desk and there's like big lights and a catwalk and stuff. And there are like three or four bodies hanging by their necks from the rafters. Ugh. And they're like, oh, no, is that Tommy? Please don't be Tommy. <laughs> is Tommy OK? That's right. They keep just finding all these dead bodies and being like, oh, fucking Tommy. Yeah. They're kind of like psychopath. They're like, some of these make sense. Some of them don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are pretty dark. Like Tommy's fucked up. But what's happening? Yeah. So they go through the tower and they find the body of a girl named Leah, who was one of the girls with Abby's group in Jackson when mm -hmm. Joel died. 
And they're like, this bitch. And she's murdered. Yeah. And they're like, that's definitely Tommy. Right. <laughs> I can claim that as definitely his. <laughs> and because we're millennials, Leah had a stack of Polaroids of all her friends <laughs> with all their names written on them. So Very now convenient. Ellie has a hit list. <laughs> <laughs> she has her like kill bill like kill list five yeah with pictures That's yeah because she only met them the one time and got immediately concussed like right she got the shit beat out of her dina didn't meet these people at all so we're like cool we have names and faces yeah ellie and dina are like this is a fucking day so they take all their pictures which include like abby and owen and then a couple other like b-level friends right definitely and they're like we need to find shelter because this is fucking horrifying mm-hmm. and they find a theater Oh, I love this theater. Oh, it's so gorgeous, right? And it's like, it's not a movie theater. They probably had movies there, but it's more of like a small event theater. Mm -hmm. Like they had small bands play probably. Some occasional theater. theater, Yeah, definitely. It's probably a real theater in Seattle that they just modded a little bit, which is great. So they get to the theater, and what's great is that the theater clearly had people living in it before who mm-hmm. are not there anymore, and they had a comms thing. So they have a radio, they had a big map of the city, and they're like, cool. Ellie goes up, sets up the comms, now they can listen on the radios from the wolves. Yeah. So fucking sick. Um, they've got electricity, they've got some generators, they're like, perfect, this is safe, they lock the doors. And then this conversation happens. Dina says, I'm pregnant. Oh, no. And Ellie says, what? Oh, no. <laughs> and Dina says, my favorite line of the entire game, don't worry, it's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Dina's a little shithead, and I love her so much. Oh, God. But, like, everybody's pregnant in this game now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Mel is pregnant, Owen's girlfriend, and I know Dina's pregnant. But it's great because, like, they allude to it a little bit, like, Dina points like, I'm so tired, Ellie. Like, we have to stop. And you think it's she's being a normal person. Yeah. At one point, you see, like, a gutted horse, and she's like, I'm going to throw up. And you're like, yeah. Makes reasonable. sense. <laughs> yeah. No, her reasoning for throwing up is not like in a sitcom where it's like, oh, I think I have the flu. I'm throwing up. No, you're pregnant. Yeah. It's not knocked up where Bill Hader's like, she just realized she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's being actually quite a bad. Like, she fell from a skylight today. <laughs> <laughs> she leapt. <laughs> She dove from a skylight <laughs> and is like, yeah, I'm knocked up. And Ellie's like, don't worry, bitch. She like flying squirreled that shit. <laughs> yeah. And Ellie's like, this wasn't supposed to happen because we're lesbians. Right. Dina. What the fuck? And then we go into a beautiful dream memory sequence. Mm. Between the days in Seattle, like I mentioned, this was Seattle day one. Ellie has these kind of like dream memory, like flashbacks of her and Joel, which are just really nice punctuations to the gore and like tone of the Seattle levels. Right. Which is to say also like why everybody got all mad about Joel dying at the beginning. It's like it doesn't mean Joel's not in the rest of the fucking game either. Oh, yeah. He is in start to finish the entire game. Yeah. He's just not the main story. Yeah. He's just not your playable character. Yeah. So it's Ellie's birthday. She's probably like 13 or something. Yeah. And Joel's taking her on an adventure mm-hmm. to the Natural History Museum to see some fucking dinosaurs. That's right. Oh, uh, it's it, this is what a lot of people say is their favorite sequence of the game. Oh, easily. It's, it, it's also very reminiscent of the first game, I think, is a big reason why. The chemistry is very much of the first game. It's so cute. Yeah, most definitely. And there's like some some moments that mirror the first game, too, I think. 
That's fair. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, um, this shows off that Joel finally taught Ellie how to swim. That's true. You don't have to deal with that shit anymore. <laughs> no she, more crates. Yeah. And she kind of makes a joke about it. It's like, you don't have to push me around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and he's being such a dad. And he's like, you have to push the water with your whole arm. Yeah. Like, he's still coaching her. And she's like, I can fucking swim. Yeah. Like, you're watching me swim. I've learned. It's great. She there's a big dinosaur in the front, and she jumps and like climbs it and jumps off. And Joel's like, "Watch your fucking neck." Yeah, yeah, no, it's all great. <laughs> He's being very dad. Um, they explore. They talk about dinosaurs, and then there's a sequence where they get up to the space area, mm-hmm. and Joel has the sweetest surprise for her. Oh yeah. He lets her pick out a space helmet, which it's a museum. It's probably a real fucking space helmet, right? One that's actually been in space. Yeah, which is so fucking sick, right? Like, and they get into, like, a, I don't know what they're called. Like a capsule. A, a capsule. Yeah. That astronauts sat in. They climb in, and Joel has a cassette tape of someone doing a countdown to, like, an actual liftoff. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Like, he made such a cool moment for her to just enjoy her life as, like, a curious STEM-ass girl. Yeah. No, without worrying about death. Really cool. And, like, we just see the whole thing from... Like, the camera looking at Ellie's face and her closing her eyes and, like, experiencing the whole moment. And it's it's so cool. Oh, it's so beautiful. And it is just a tender, loving moment. Like, you forget you hate Joel. It's one of those moments that, you know, provides the argument our video games aren't. And there, absolutely it was. If art is something that can make you feel something, this is good art. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And then also in the dinosaur part, I love that they make fun of the Jurassic Park movies. That's right, they do. <laughs> yeah, they have this whole conversation about the first one being really good and the sequels were not so much. Yeah. Because <laughs> Joel has pretty decent taste in movies. Yeah, no, he has good taste. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's a raptor. And she's like, it says it's this other scientific word. And he goes, I watched a movie where it was called a raptor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. And then they have a very similar moment with, uh, like, like the giraffe, but with the dinosaurs as well, like from the first game, I thought. Yeah, you they kind of come up on a long neck boy and they kind of pat it. Oh, yeah. It's sweet. You can get an achievement if you put a hat on it. Yes. That's like the only fun achievement in the entire <laughs> game. So all the achievements in this game are like collectibles or like fucking headshot runs and stuff, right? Like just That's actual it. like gamer shit. And the one fun one is like, put a hat on a dinosaur. Yeah, only fun achievement of the whole game. And speaking of that, Ellie is collecting like baseball cards of superheroes throughout the entire game. Yeah. Which are very silly. Yeah, and one of them is actually Dr. Uckman. As in Neil Druckmann? As in Neil Druckmann. I like that. Yeah. That's a nice nod. That was his Twitter profile picture for a minute. Oh, really? That's great. Well, when I was watching these videos, a lot of him was, like, him on Twitter defending things or being like, please stop leaking my fucking game. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it, that picture showed up a lot. Stop giving death threats to my actors. Yeah. Please stop threatening to kill us over a video game. It's literally not that serious. So dumb. Also, just be kind to each other. Like, this poor man yeah. <laughs> spends years of his life telling a story and working with people to tell the best story he can. For people to lose their minds before it's even out. Before like, it's out. Let him live. He's busy. Yeah. God damn. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a drunken <laughs> apologist, apparently. <laughs> um, so they explore this museum. They have an amazing afternoon. They get to this other part of a museum where there's an ex-Firefly guy who has scribbled this manifest across the walls mm-hmm. about how the Fireflies are liars and not to trust the Fireflies. And the very end se- moment is... 
the insignia of the Firefly logo with the word liars graffitied across it. And yeah. It's such a dark reminder of the events that preceded this game. Yeah. And it actually is a reminder for Ellie to start bringing up some old shit. Lying is bad. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, so now it's Seattle Day 2, which is, again, how this game is chunked out. So that's how I'm going to refer to it. Dina's awake, and she's on the comms because she is the girl in the chair. Yes. Because she's pregnant. <laughs> now we know she's pregnant. And voila, she figured out where all the wolf faces are. You know, she is very crafty like that. She used that map that we found. Yep, and there's another map, like, on the wall that she's, like, cross-referencing. So she's making Ellie a travel map of shit to go do. <laughs> While she's, like, looking at shit. Right, because, again, it's open world, but on rails. Yeah. <laughs> so from listening to the comms, she's like, all right, this guy, Owen, went AWOL. And mm. they're all kind of looking for him. That's, like, the big drama that the wolves are dealing with. Yeah. And, and they're like, okay, Owen was one of the boys right. that we met. And it's funny, because Dina's, like, also nauseous. She's, like, throwing up and shit. And it's like, all right. <laughs> she's just full-blown pregnant She's now. just, she, yeah, she went zero to prego real fucking quick. <laughs> now that I'm out about it, I'm going to publicly puke all the time. Yeah. <laughs> One thing on the comms, though, is they're also talking about a lone trespasser. Oh. And Dina and Ellie are like, that's obviously Tommy. Fucking Tommy. <laughs> he would get caught. <laughs> He's not good at this. He came alone. Yeah. And he lost his horse because we saw his horse dead. He's definitely out here running around acting a fool. Yeah. So let's figure out where he's at. And they're like, okay, he's in section four. That is Hillcrest. Mm -hmm. And Hillcrest is a real neighborhood in Seattle. And it's really pretty. Please email me and tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like it's the Pasadena of Seattle. Okay. There's money, It's a, but it's a little quiet. But there's its own thing. I've lived in quite a few cities in my life. There is always a Hillcrest. And they are always the nicer areas. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nightlife, but it's nice. There's a nice farmer's market. There's probably a Whole Foods. Yeah. Um, Why is Hillcrest the name that every town chooses for, like, their nice area, though? That's very <laughs> interesting. It's just cresting the hill. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Ellie's like, dope, I guess I'm going to Hillcrest to go save Tommy. <laughs> and Dina's like, well, I'm sick as shit, so I'm going to hang out here come home safe and she's like yep let's do this do my best hillcrest is a really fun section like it's a lot of wolf um patrols that you get through there's some sections with dogs which is also a new feature in this game you can fight a dog yes you can do all sorts of horrible things to the dogs actually if you want to <laughs> which you kind of have to at certain points because the dogs can kill you yeah you can blow up dogs and you kind of have to at points <laughs> you have to blow up the dogs yeah it's it's a uh, it's sad. There's some great sub stories in the Hillcrest area too. Like there's a sub story that you find out through notes about Boris, who's like a famous archer mm -hmm. that lives in town, and he kind of lost his mind with the whole invasion and stuff. Oh. Like I don't want to ruin that, and I don't want to get into it, frankly, because there's a lot of drama, and I will get way too into it. <laughs> but Boris is cool as shit, and he's the one that you get your arrows from and your bow from. Like Nice. There's a ton of those side stories, aren't there, that are just told in like notes and letters to each other. Yeah, which they did do in the first game, but I feel like this one is more involved. Like This one did start with notes, and then you get to meet that person as an infected like, it feels a little more full circle in this game. That's really cool. I loved it. it we actually so had fun. that very similar thing in the la in the South Park game we just played. Yeah? In the, uh, in the alien spaceship when the uh, man becomes the homeless Nazi zombie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Very similar. Throwing back to last week's episode real fast. We, we stay doing zombie games. <laughs> 
It just did lollipop chainsaw. It's a whole thing. This is the, oh man. This is the zombie season for Apparently, us. at least it's not dead kids yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got two pregnant girls on the board. Don't fucking go there yet. <laughs> Fair. So Ellie is running through Hillcrest and invading some wolf soldiers. She's like running through the hills like, holy shit, these people are going to fucking murder me. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find Maria's dumb shit ass husband. And someone grabs her and is like, be quiet. Oh. And she's like, danger. Not danger. And she turns around to see who it is. Mm-hmm. And it's her girlfriend's baby daddy, Jesse. Oh, Jesse's back. Gorgeous Jesse. And oh. we're like, we didn't even know he was here. <laughs> yeah. Does he know that she's pregnant? No. <laughs> he doesn't know he's about to be a baby daddy. No, not yet. Ugh. Oh, Jesse. And, and Jesse's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I wasn't going to let you guys do this shit alone. I was like a day behind you. But like, how fair is that? Not. Not at all. It's very selfish to add another person to this mess. Yeah. Like, he should have trusted them to be able to do their job. Absolutely. And we don't. And like, that leaves Maria down four people now. That's true. Like, that's fucked up to the community. And Jesse was in, tr- in charge of patrols. Like, he's the one that knows every section of the surrounding area. Like, he's the one that kept Jackson safe. Yeah, they're down four people. I'm sorry, five if we include Joel. I was just going to say, technically five if you include Joel. And three of the ones that are gone right now are actually useful. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Dina. <laughs> I you were talking about Tommy. <laughs> useless useless ass Tommy no come on Dina's fucking useless other other than her squirrel fall like she doesn't do much else how did she not lose the baby from falling through a skylight like that's kind of bullshit well because she hadn't revealed she was pregnant yet so fair very fair Jesse and Ellie steal a car and they head back to Dina in the theater because Ellie is like what is happening (laughs) you are fucking kidding me and Jesse's like she seems sick and Ellie's like Yep, I don't want to talk about it. Right. <laughs> Please leave me out of this. Oh, poor girl. So Ellie's like, give me a minute, and we get into another memory dream sequence with her. Okay. Where she, It's a couple years ago. She's on patrol with Joel and Tommy, and Tommy's like, why don't you and Joel go down to the music store and get some guitar shit? Because he's like, you two have some tension. You need to work it out. Okay. And Joel and Ellie are both like, this is not your fucking place, but <laughs> sure, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy is about as subtle as a fucking rock. (laughs) As subtle as Dina falling through a skylight. (laughs) So Joel and Ellie are going through this hotel, and it's like old times. She's arguing she doesn't need to put her face mask on for the spores. And Joel's like, you fucking have to. You know, they're having some banter. They're clearly going through a lot of tension, though. Like, they're not communicating well. They're being a little snappy with each other. Joel's pushing her a little, and Ellie's pushing back. Yeah. They're not happy. What's fucked up is that they run into two people who escaped from Jackson and are now infected. Oh, And they shit. left a note being like, we left Jackson to try and help people. We were living so large and we felt bad for the people that didn't have community. So we wanted to bring the spirit out and now we are bitten. Oh. And one of them is like, I shot my partner. I'm too much of a pussy to shoot myself. Tell my parents I'm sorry, basically, is the note. Oh, my God. And Joel and Ellie are like, cool, now we got to bring these fucking bodies back. I guess we're down two more. (laughs) To bury them, yeah. For a proper burial, which is sad. That's fascinating that they do the proper burials for their own. Because, like, we've seen plenty of, like, dead bodies. Oh, totally. But I I think there's just some, an extra camaraderie with Jackson of, like, we have committed to this kind of life. Yeah. 
So we will honor each other with that. That's fair. In this sequence, Ellie does ask about immunity, and Joel confirms again that the Fireflies had a lot of immune people, but they had no way of making a vaccine, so they sent them home. Mm. Doubling down after all this time. Like, it's been years at this point, and he's still like, no, fuck you. Yeah, and the fact that Ellie's still asking means she does not fucking believe it still. (laughs) She's still sick of his shit. Rightfully so. We're back to present day. Ellie is sewing up a cut on herself. And Dina comes in and is like, Jesse's asleep. Like, let me help you. Ellie's beat to shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, she looks rough. And Dina's like, hey, by the way, baby's on the down low. It's not the right time. Yeah. We have other shit to focus on. Don't bring up the baby. <laughs> right. Cool. And Ellie's like, yeah, man, you shouldn't have brought up the baby. <laughs> <laughs> We've already brought it up too much. Yeah. Dina's also like, so while I was on comms, I heard Nora who's from one of the pictures, uh-huh. say that she was assigned to go to a hospital to pull supplies. Oh. And Ellie's like, all right, dope. I'll go fucking do that shit while Jesse's asleep. And we assume Jesse's just been, like, on the lam. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's tired. Right. Ellie's like, I'll go do a solo mission. The hospital's not that far. I got this. So she's getting through this really wooded section of the game, and she runs into a group that is not the wolves. These are oh. cloaked figures. They look like friars from medieval times, kind of. They have torches. They're using bows and arrows. They're using blunt weapons like axes and knives and shit, not guns. Okay, very old-fashioned. And they communicate with whistles. With whistling? The most menacing way to communicate. Oh, I would be terrible in this group. I can't whistle. I can't either. (laughs) We would not be allowed in this group. No. And they are fucking horrifying. Yeah. She rolls up on them while they're hanging a wolf. Oh. And not a, a dog wolf, no. like a people wolf. Like a person. Yeah, and they are fucking brutal. They are just, they don't care. They're talking about sinners and shit, like, clearly religious. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super scary. We hear some talking about someone named Lily and the dishonor they brought to their sister and mother. Oh. We hear them, like, capturing wolf members. One wolf member is like, I'll give you access to Isaac. I'll get you to Isaac. Which will come around later. Okay. And they just murder the shit out of them. Nellie's like, I want nothing to do with this. Yeah. (laughs) This is a whole new level of fucked up and crazy. Yeah. So she's like, nope, nope, nope. Sidesteps them and gets to the hospital. Okay. So she's like, all right, I'm here at this hospital. I have to find Nora. Nora is really good friends with Abby. And she's getting hospital supplies. That's never a bad thing. Let's fucking go through yeah maybe we can get some for ourselves the hospital is super heavily guarded there's tents and shit there's dogs like oh this is one of the most heavily guarded areas of the game we've come up to so far probably wisely so yeah while she's going through and like kind of sneaking around she hears wolf members say that abby was there oh and she's like that bitch i'm here for it i just missed her and they're talking about how nora probably helped her and she's like yeah, I'm going to murder the shit out of Nora. Okay. So you find Nora, and Nora's like, yeah, I helped Abby. Fuck you. And <laughs> Ellie's like, no, fuck you. And Nora oh, shit. goes into some fucked up shit. Nora's like, you're the girl from Jackson. I still think about Joel screaming. That little bitch got what was coming to him. Oh, no, she is not. Ellie is a full murder machine, right? She is, like, not here for that. No. So Ellie chases her down to kill her like a pig. <laughs> to kill her like a pig. 
And, like, she chases her down into the guts of the hospital. And in the guts of the hospital, there are spores. Oh. Um, in this world, like I mentioned, the cordyceps are kind of a mushroom virus. Mm-hmm. And when there's spores in the air, it can infect you just through breathing. Yeah. It's amazing this came out during the pandemic. There's a virus that you can breathe in and out. Right. And you have to wear a face mask. Otherwise, it gets inside of your lungs. It's uh, lining up too perfectly. Timing was great. Nora gets chased into the basement with Ellie running behind her, and the whole room is full with spores. And Nora starts coughing, like clearly having immediate reactions. Yeah. Ellie's fine, obviously. And Nora's like, there's spores. What's happening? Oh, no. Nora puts things together and goes, you're the immune girl. Yeah. Because Nora's a firefly. (laughs) And Ellie's like, yeah, bitch. (laughs) I am. What's up? And Nora's like, well, fuck me. So, yeah, Nora recognizes Ellie as this legendary immune girl that the Fireflies are trying to make a vaccine for. Yeah. And is, like, kind of having a moment. And Ellie's like, I do not give a fuck. Tell me where Abby is. And Nora's like, I will never tell you. And Ellie beats her so bad with a pipe that Nora does tell her. Yeah. It's fucking horrifying. It's a uh, it's an intense sequence too. It's super fucking intense. Because you don't like watch Ellie do it. You watch it like f- again, looking at Ellie from a different perspective, like looking at her face while she does it. And she is full murder mode. Oh yeah. Like there's no heart in her at all. Uh-uh. She's like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And then she does. You're gonna beg me to do the finishing blow by the time I'm done with you. Yeah. And the next scene is Ellie rolling up on Dina being like, she's in the aquarium. (laughs) Like, covered in blood. Yeah. So now we at least know where Abby is. (laughs) And that's the end of day two. And we get into a dream sequence. Or I'm sorry, a memory sequence. Yeah. It feels like a dream because it feels like Ellie's like going to sleep. Totally. But it's a memory. So in this memory, Ellie is revisiting... I guess Ground Zero, mm-hmm. which is the Salt Lake City Hospital where they were supposed to work on her to make a vaccine. Yeah. And she's going through the OR and she finds a bag with a firefly symbol on it. And she's like, these motherfuckers. And she finds a voice memo, like in Bioshock. Right. Take a Bioshock. Take shot. a Bioshock. And she's listening to it. And it's actually Mel, Owen's pregnant girlfriend. Okay. Saying, basically, uh, this is a full fucking failure. <laughs> the only person who could have developed a vaccine is now dead because Joel killed him. Oh. Because Joel, again, murdered everyone in the building. Everybody. And some fireflies did want to go after Joel, and a bunch of them just wanted to give up. So basically, the fireflies fell apart because of this. Yeah. Because some were so rageful, they're like, let's fucking kill this guy. And some were like, there's no hope. There's no reason for our group anymore yeah. if the one immune person is fucking gone. Yeah. And the one person who could make a vaccine is dead. Yeah. So this caused the entire downfall of this militia group. The collapse of that group entirely. Yeah. And Ellie like listens to this and she's like, Jesus fucking Christ. She goes outside and she's sitting on the grass and she's like, what even is my life? Right. And Joel comes up and he's like, I've been looking for you. Are you okay? Like... <sighs> oh my god, do you need anything? What's wrong? And she's like, motherfucker. Yeah. And she has the moment you wanted. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it made me so happy to see that Ellie felt the same way about Joel that I felt. She's like, you have one chance. If you lie to me, I'm gone and you will never fucking see me again. Yeah. If you tell me the truth, I will go back to Jackson. And he's like, gulp? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, what happened? And he's like, 
if they did a vaccine, they would have killed you. So I stopped it. And she's like, fuck you. She was so ready to die. Yeah. Willing to. Yeah. Ugh. Her life, she in her mind, her life would have mattered if she died for to save humanity. Yeah. And she didn't have anything left. Her parents are gone. Her best friend Riley was gone. She had no attachment. She was at peace with it. She was ready. And Joel said no. It gave her purpose. And, like, to be real, very few of us get purpose. Oh, absolutely. You know? So. <laughs> and Joel took it from her. Absolutely. And she's basically like, we're fucking done. Yeah. Obviously, she ends up going back to Jackson and stuff. But right. That's the end of the sequence. But it ruins their relationship from there. I think it's so good that they showed Ellie confronting with evidence of, like, fuck you. I have a voice memo saying we could have done the vaccine, but you killed the one person who could and kidnapped me. Yeah. And he's like, uh oh. <laughs> How do I blame this on Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> kidding. But <sighs> Jesus Christ. All right, so it's a fresh day in Seattle. It is day three. Ellie wakes up, and by this point, Jesse has figured out that Dina is pregnant, and he confirms it with Ellie. He's like, my girl's knocked up, and she's like, How'd you figure it out? (laughs) Can't deny facts. Is it all the puking? (laughs) Is it all the obvious signs of pregnancy? (laughs) Is it her rubbing her stomach every five seconds? (laughs) She's not showing in her defense. She's like, First trimester does not have a bump. And she's a slender girl. Yeah. Like, it's not like there's, like, a little bit of a poochy belly that could fake be a bump. She's a slender girl. But, like, he's like, she knocked up. And Ellie's like, yup. And Jesse's like, okay. That changes things a little bit. Let's get Tommy and go the fuck home. (laughs) Because now I have a pregnant bitch on my hands. Right. And Maria will murder me. <laughs> oh, my God, right? Really, everyone's motivated by not letting Maria down. <laughs> Maria's like, cool, cool, cool. Another mouth to feed. Yeah. <laughs> this makes up for Joel, I guess. Totally fine. Ellie and Jesse are like, let's go to the aquarium. If Abby's there, Tommy's probably heading there. Right. Like, reasonably so. Uh, <laughs> which is like, oh, right. We're just here to fucking get Tommy, even though secret mission is to murder the shit out of abby well yeah i mean if tommy's after abby and we run into abby along the way so much the better for them so much the worse for her totally one thing that i like in this section is that they cut through a convention center where seattle comic-con is going on okay and jesse kind of rips on ellie and he's like you would totally do some dumb shit like this and ellie's (laughs) like oh my god they all love comics hell yeah i would do some shit like this and he's like and ellie's like i don't know what you're laughing at this is fucking great yeah this is totally my thing. Because Ellie's, and with, I guess that's PAX, right? Is yeah, PAX I think West? that's PAX, yeah. I can't remember if that's Portland or Seattle, but I'm guessing PAX West. Yeah. They don't brand it as PAX, but. No. But you can tell. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be up on those circuits. They're cruising through. At one point, they're like, all right, if we get this boat, we can kind of circle back and try and get Tommy. And Ellie's like, yo, we're really close. Let's just go fucking kill Abby. And Jesse's like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? No, we need to go get Tommy and dip. And Ellie's like, but let's just Abby? kill Abby real quick. <laughs> and Jesse's like, no, no, I'm not going to fucking do this. So they split up because <laughs> Jesse's course. like, I'm going to go get Tommy and do the mission like Maria asked us to. Right. You do you at mm-hmm. this point. And Ellie's like, yep, I'm going to do me. Bye, bitch. I'm going after Abby. So she gets to the aquarium, and like I mentioned, the subreddit has so many people that have been to the aquarium and, like, have taken pictures of them with knives and shit. Oh, my God, that's great. It's a little dark. Like, there's a couple (laughs) people that cosplay as, like, Ellie or Abby in front of the aquarium. Which I would 10 out of 10 do. I would 
fully cut my hair to make this moment happen. <laughs> it's really sweet. The aquarium is gorgeous too it's it's really iconic and beautiful it's on the water it's fucking sick yeah it looks like a very nice aquarium yeah homegirl gets to the aquarium like sneaks through kills a dog oh because <laughs> the dogs are because you kill have people. to kill dogs so ellie gets in and the only people there are owen and mel oh okay the pregnant woman and the guy that got her pregnant yeah yeah and abby's ex mel's current and she murders the shit out of them oh oh the pregnant girl she stabs Mel, like, in the throat. Oh, shit. And then when she rolls Mel over, she realizes she's pregnant. And Ellie is like, gonna deal with that later. Okay, so she didn't know she was pregnant when she stabs her. It's, I think she was moving so fast, she didn't register it. Right. You know what I mean? I think, because it all happens very quickly. She kind of rolls up. She points a gun at Owen. Owen's like, whoa, 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 whoa calm down. Calm down. Everything's right. fine. And she's like, fuck you, find Abby for me. <laughs> she's not here to fuck around. No. And she's like, all right, this is trash. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, it's so sad. She stabs Mel in the neck and shit. She rolls her over and sees her giant belly and is like, I don't know what the repercussions are for murdering a pregnant person. Yeah. But there's no way they're good. No. I'm definitely going to hell. Nobody forgives this one. No, this one's pretty bad. Yeah. This is important. She accidentally leaves her map behind. Oh, shit. And she dips. She gets back to the theater and Tommy and Jesse are there and they're like, all right, did you get your blood lost? And she's like, no, <laughs> I didn't get to murder anyone. <laughs> Murdered a couple people. It's whatever. Don't ask me about it. Sorry, you said Tommy's there? Tommy is there. Oh, okay. Tommy's, so, Tommy's like, let's get our shit together. Maria's going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. Jesse did find him then. Then. Okay. All of a sudden, there's a crash. Oh, no. Abby is there. Oh, I thought Dina jumped through the roof again. <laughs> <laughs> no she's pregnant now now she can't move that's at right all. <laughs> abby shoots jesse like through the face abby shoots tommy like in the back of the eye oh my god she has a gun pointed at ellie holy shit and ellie's like wait don't shoot that escalated quickly and abby's like you killed all my friends okay and we get into a dream sequence. Of course. <laughs> okay, so I want to take a pause here. So this is the Ellie section of the game. Right. I am exhausted from talking. <laughs> <laughs> but this game was hailed as a double album because of what's about to happen. So this section is Ellie. The next section is the Abby section. Okay. Which is part of the league. You know, like we mentioned at the top, you do play as both. This is where we hand off and we play as Abby. Gotcha. And it's a very similar structure to how we play as Ellie, where we are Seattle Day 1, Seattle Day 2, Seattle Day 3. So Abby and Ellie's storylines run concurrently with each other. Got it. Understood. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's like how a lot of these games have DLC that come out that run concurrently. But this game was like, nah, fuck it. We're just going to give it to you all in one. Yeah, like like how Outlast and Outlast Whistleblower run concurrently, technically. And I was thinking also thing. Little Nightmares did the same thing with their DLC. That's right. Yeah. There's, there's like certain points of crossover where you, you're like, oh, yeah, that's happening over here and over here. Totally, totally. So this seems like if we were going to break up this podcast into two episodes this would be a great spot to like break up and do the second half it would be but we're not going to but nope we're gonna just gonna keep on plowing through but what we will do we're gonna give you guys like a five second break while we take like a 10 minute break oh thank god my butt is sore yeah so i've been sitting take a break for yourself maybe mark this as your spot and come back to it and we're stretching now now we're gonna leave you with some nice 
wonderful Last of Us music. If I ever were to lose you, I'd surely lose myself. Everything I have found here, I'm not found by myself. Trying sometimes you'll succeed to make this pain of me. All my stolen missing parts. I've no need for anymore. Okay, so we're back. Hope you guys got a good stretch in. We're ready for the second half of the album. Yeah, we uh we took our own stretch, so we flipped the record and now we are on to side B. This does feel like side B of the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we're gonna be you know, we're millennials. We we were in the round in the cassette days. <laughs> this is definitely side B material. This is the B side. So we are playing as Abby for this section of the game now. Mm-hmm. Like Elliot's parts, this opens with a memory dream sequence. Yeah. Abby's like eleven or twelve ish, probably. Yeah. She's living with her dad, whose mm-hmm. name is Jerry. <laughs> He's a surgeon. He is in Salt Lake City with the fireflies. Oh no. What does this sound like? <laughs> it sounds like the reason <laughs> for the fucking season. So where Ellie collects like these superhero cards, Abby, the fucking nerd that she is, collects those state quarters. Yeah. Like it's 1997. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a millennial, like older person thing and the younger kids will remember this. But there was a time where the quarter was just like a fucking bird or some shit. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, they were like, make the quarter whimsical. <laughs> and every single state got its own quarter that came out on like a rollout schedule. Like, yeah. It was like, it was like 10 years, like five came out every year for a while. And now they're, they're like, here's one with fucking bricks on it and shit. Like the quarters turned into the fucking challenge coin of like bullshit tabletop games. Like it's just <laughs> random shit now. Anyway, Abby collects quarters. Yeah. <laughs> She's a coin collector. Yeah. <laughs> It's very dorky. Fucking nerd. I love it. (laughs) So that's Abby's fucking thing for her half of the game. Right. So Abby is kind of in this zoo area of Salt Lake City, which we've seen partially before, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, And her dad found a zebra that's like caught in this gate. Yeah. And her dad is super sweet, soft spoken dude. He helps the zebra get free. He's like, isn't nature great? And Abby's like, yeah, dad. It's like their version of the draft scene from the first game. Ah, oh, and it's kind of happened concurrently. Yeah. Because then Owen rolls up and is like, they're here. Yeah. We need you in surgery. Yeah. Dr. Jerry. And you're like, oh, no. This is the <laughs> last time Abby saw her father. Right. Before Joel fucking murdered the shit out of him. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> so we open Seattle day one with Abby. Abby lives in the Seahawks stadium in Seattle. Okay. Blech. That's a tongue twister. But it's this big football stadium that they've turned into a compound. And they've got electricity. Everyone lives in these little boxes, like the VIP boxes. Oh, that's really smart. So I imagine they also have a very high-tech facility for gym equipment. Yeah, there's a great gym. There's a big kitchen. Like, they're able to pump food out really well for tons of people. And then the football actual um, area where they're playing on the green is, like, stables and... um, you know, there's equipment and, like, just a bunch of shit for farming. Really smart use of space and equipment. 
super smart and you know natural giant walls and easy security there's only so many entry points for a stadium like that yeah so they've done pretty well for themselves and Um, with a state-of-the-art workout facility it explains why abby is the way she is is ripped to shreds (laughs) do you want to talk about that like abby is ripped to fucking shreds like she's buff bitches swole so yeah abby is huge mm-hmm. in terms of like strength and i think a really good comparison was the sister from encanto <laughs> that was a really good comparison she's also very big very strong and like i have seen plenty of pictures of women who are this size yeah this it's is not, not unnatural this is not an unnatural unoccurring thing i have my own conspiracy theory about it you've heard me talk about it before you have andrea but oh yeah a lot of people talked about like i mean there there are some some stuff about uh trans people coming up later in the game but a lot of people felt that Abby was supposed to be a trans person, which I thought was very interesting. As an in assigned male at birth and identifying as female. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, I think a big part of that was the way that her body was shaped. That's fair, which, you know, <laughs> feels kind of bad for her. Like, I don't believe that she is meant to be that character, but that doesn't mean that that was part of the character design as it was developed. Right, because she's even small-breasted, so she almost has pecs rather than mm-hmm. breasts, you know, in, in terms of that. And my conspiracy theory became this. I think Abby was originally supposed to be a male character. Yeah. And I think it was supposed to be some uh, a lot of, of gay relationships going on in the in the her side of the story. Right, because they do allude to her relationship with Owen, which is pretty central to her character and character development and story. Yeah, and there was just a lot of elements that, to me, lined up that Abby was supposed to be a male character. But then they got to the end of the game and realized that they had this male character whooping the shit out of Ellie. <laughs> and that and, didn't read great. And it didn't read well at all all so they decided to go back and change maybe bobby into abby i don't know what character they would have had yeah i get this weird feeling that that happened at some point during the game they've just never talked about it which is why we get situations like this girl is just working in the freaking cafeteria one day and they're like hey we need a new face and she becomes the (laughs) face of abby fair enough you know it kind of lines up weird stories like that but I have zero proof of this. Yeah. This is just my own personal theory on what they had done. I think that's very valid. And, you know, it is a very unique character design. Like, it's not something that we see. Like, when we think of ripped women in video games, we think of Laura Croft with a six pack. You don't yeah. think of Abby being buff and being able to, like, crush a watermelon with her thighs and shit. No, not at all. But at the same time, it is not entirely unnatural. There are people that do look like this. Totally. So... It's an interesting thing, though, too, and, like, there are a couple things that might support your theory that we'll get into. I think so, too. Anyway, Washington Liberation Front, Seahawks Stadium. (laughs) Abby lives in a box. I'm going to say box, but it's, like, that's what they're called, right? Those private rooms? Yeah, yeah. Okay. With her friend Manny, and Manny and her are former Fireflies who joined WLF. Mm -hmm. So is Owen, so is, like, her whole, like, gang of friends from the Polaroids that Ellie has murdered by day three. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, they, I think that because of what happened with Joel, the Fireflies fell apart and they joined WLF just out of like, I need a group to be safe. Necessity, yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, in these dire circumstances, you find security in numbers. They were able to be like, we have food, we have shelter, you do your work, we're fucking cool. And they probably resembled the Fireflies to them in a lot of ways, just in terms of their group efforts. Totally. A big central 
part of what WLF does is they were basically like, fuck FEDRA. FEDRA was the military group that came in from the government to kind of work through Seattle. Like, is turn it into a really rough state where they were, like, killing people in the streets, fucking, like, meal portion cards, shit like that. Right. Rough shit. And WLF was like, fuck you, we can handle ourselves, and ran FEDRA out of town, basically. We can do this better than the government can. Yeah, and honestly fair did yeah (laughs) as you're going through you're seeing that they like part of the football field is just a farm state where people are like growing fresh produce and stuff yeah you know abby and manny go get breakfast before they go out on patrol and they go through a cafeteria line and they both get breakfast burritos yeah like that sounds good oh right she get breakfast burritos after this i'm so down (laughs) there's a commissary where you can go get soap and shit like it it's running like its own little community it's really cool like they've done a lot different from jackson but similar very different from jackson where jackson feels like a more modern town just missing the internet like this felt like we've created our own community based on what we have like it's a little scrappier yeah but i think they are dealing with more people yeah. In Jackson, there's one schoolroom, and in this one, there's clearly a couple different schoolrooms. So they're dealing with a lot more people. Totally. And I think that there was more resistance from the government in Washington versus Jackson. Jackson was kind of like, no one's here. Let's make this our own. Washington was like, fuck Fedra. Fuck you. Let's make do with what we have. Like, it's a little more punk rock about it, I guess. So today, Manny is going out on assignment with Abby, and they're also taking Mel, who is stupid pregnant right now yeah she is showing she's probably like seven eight months like big old belly she's probably fucking miserable not like dina no dina's brand new to this mel's <laughs> been pregnant for a minute her back hurts she's fucking over it right and she's the medic yeah mel has full medical like training from abby's dad from the fireflies yeah. like the reason that mel is the voice on the voice memo that ellie gets when she goes to the salt lake city hospital because mel was fully studying under jerry yeah She's a very valuable member of this community. Arguably, the one other person who was alive who could have helped make Ellie into a vaccine. Was stabbed to death by Ellie. By Ellie. Okay, cool. So Joel and Ellie have both killed the only two people that could probably turn this whole thing around, but that's fine. Legacies aren't always good. No. <laughs> so they're going out on assignment they're in this truck and their truck gets jumped by a group called the seraphites the seraphites now the seraphites are the same group that ellie ran into when she was going to the hospital they're in cloaks they've got fucking like daggers and arrows and shit they they're don't the use whistlers. guns. they're the whistlers yeah. yeah the whistling group they are a religious cult, basically, that also lives in Washington. Okay. They are most centralized in an island right next to Washington, like off the coast of Seattle. Got it. But they do obviously have to come to the mainland to scavenge and do other shit. And sometimes they just come to like destroy the wolves. Like the wolves and the Seraphites are not fucking happy with each other. They don't get along at all. No. Okay. They do not. The wolves are like, fuck you guys. You guys are crazy. Like, you guys are religious, like, we could be working together if you get your shit together and make this place fine, but you won't. Yeah. And the cult is like, fuck you for using guns and technology. Like, this happened to us for a reason. We follow this prophet that was murdered. Like. Oh, goodness. Fuck you. There's, there's some illusions that the wolves might have killed their prophet. Like. Okay. It's a whole thing. You have to dig in for some of that stuff. But okay. But there's some there. It's a whole fucking thing. There's so much lore in this. Yeah, there's so much lore. So the cult rolls up on them. Shoots them up, and Manny, Abby, and Mel go running into, like, a Home Depot situation. Okay. Like, a warehouse, and they have to 
fight their way through some infected and make their way through the room. Which, like, it just feels fucked up because Mel is so pregnant. Right. Like, this bitch is carrying her stomach like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't like Abby. At all. So Abby and Owen dated way back in the day. Mel was around. Like, these people have all known each other for years, right? Like, Mel studied under Abby's dad. Abby and Owen dated. They broke up. We're all still friends, so it's weird. I mean, Mel's with Owen now. She's having his baby, but she's still like, that's my fucking baby daddy's ex. We're not friends. It's funny that, like, Abby and Ellie, like, their relationships with their peers mirror each other in so many ways. You know? <laughs> Just fighting over the same dudes or some shit. Like. Yeah, they. I mean, their stories, their journeys, everything about them, they do mirror each other in, in so many ways. Totally. Like, it is kind of wild how they, like, align. No, it's, it's well done storytelling. Society can only change so much. Like, these <laughs> bitches go through the same shit. It's like poetry. They rhyme. <laughs> exactly. And Abby and Ellie are probably only, like, two years apart or so. I yeah. think Ellie's a little bit older. You think Ellie's older? I think Ellie's a little bit older. Oh, I took it as Abby was a couple years older. It's a little ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> They're, I'd put them at, like, early 20s, 19 at the youngest. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I think Babies. Ellie's supposed to be 19. Okay. Yeah, but I took I took Abby to be about 20, 21. Okay, but still within fair range. Yeah. I don't know, Abby just looks rough for her age, <laughs> she's been through some shit. She has. So I'm sorry. So I'm paraphrasing just because it's a little redundant in these kind of escape the, the area places, but Abby and Mel and Manny are like, Jesus, fuck, this was a terrible day. Yeah. They make it back to base, and you're at this wolf compound. You get to explore different parts of the wolf compounds. Like, there's ammo rooms. There's a whole room that's a shooting range where you can just practice shooting. Like, it's pretty cool advanced shit that they've been able to make. It's convenient. Yeah. This section's fun because as you're walking through camp, there's kind of tents and places where people are, like, working out and doing things. And you can stumble upon a couple wolves talking about the Harry Potter series. Oh, really? Yeah. And one of them's like, yeah, the fourth one gets really dark. (laughs) This is a game where you've just murdered a pregnant woman with a knife. Right. (laughs) Right. You have no rights, sir. And, I mean, devil's advocate, all the Harry Potter books are dark. Yeah. You know, the first one opens up with a guy growing out of the back of somebody else's head. It opens with a child whose parents are being killed in front of him and a curse being put in his body. Yeah, it's pretty dark. It's very dark. They're not lighthearted fucking books. But sure, let's call four where it starts to get dark. Well, they were clearly Hufflepuffs. (laughs) And just fell for Cedric. And they're like, this is fucked up. Justice for Cedric Diggory. (laughs) As a Hufflepuff, I agree. So that's kind of fun. The three of them get called to the office, basically. So oh. they get told that Isaac wants to see them. Who is Isaac? Now, we mentioned Isaac earlier when the cult member grabbed a wolf and the wolf was like, I'll get you to Isaac. And they're like, fuck you. Yeah. Isaac is the leader of the WLF. Oh, okay. And he's played by uh, Beatty from The Hunger Games. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He also plays in uh, What If. He plays The Watcher. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Great voice. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. And he does mocap for it, too, so it's, like, clearly him. Okay, good. And he's like, hey, guys, <laughs> your homie Owen went AWOL. And mm. they're like, that's so weird. We have no idea what's going on. And he's like, do you? <laughs> and they're like, no, dead ass. And he's like, 
do you? <laughs> I know you mother, there's like a dozen of you fireflies that all stick together. You guys all went to Jackson for a field trip a couple weeks ago. Right. What's going on with your boy Owen? And they're like, no, dead ass. We don't know what happened to Owen. Uh, you also find out from Nora from the hospital. <laughs> it's weird because we, because of the timeline, you're seeing some of these people in reverse and you're like, Oh, I'm about, I murdered yeah. you like a couple hours ago in game. I'm so sorry. You're going to die. Um, Nora was like, the last time someone saw Owen, he was with Danny. And here's Danny now in a body bag. Oh. So Danny's dead. Owen's gone. We don't know what's happening. Oh, shit. And they're like, some shit went down. Yeah. And Abby's like, this is fucked. Owen's my boy. And Mel's like, Owen's your boy? Owen's your boy. Cool. I'm having his baby, but Owen's your boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's not said. I'm paraphrasing, but right. that is the vibe. Like, Mel is not happy about this situation at all. Mel didn't like her anyway. Yeah, Mel's like, you you fucked my boyfriend first. Right. I'm not happy with you. <laughs> Which is like, they're in their early 20s. Like, that is how people act. Oh, you know? yeah. They still, like, what's so fascinating, like, because remember from the first game, when Ellie finds, like, that Babysitter's Club book or whatever it is that she ends up reading, and she has that moment of, like, I can't believe, like, girls used to, like, think of these things. Like, these were the problems that they faced. Yeah. But now that they've both found, like, she's found a community and Abby as well, they kind of do have those problems <laughs> now. They're trying to figure out relationships, and they're dealing with jealousy and, like, that kind of shit. So yeah. it's funny that now that they can, like, relax a little, they can deal with other problems. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ellie says something effective, like, all they had to worry about was what boy they liked and what skirt to wear. Yeah. And now it's, you had my boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Ellie's like, you used to date my girlfriend, now she's <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> like, it gets a little Sophie. Yeah, it's they get great. to deal with all that shit. It's great. Yeah. Then we get into a memory dream sequence with Abby. Abby and Owen are young kids. I think they're dating at this point. It's, like, not super clear, but I'm pretty sure they're dating. Like, they're very flirty and they're okay. kind of, like, cute about it. Maybe they're just hooking up, like... They just discovering their sexuality together. They did not have the define the relationship in this cutscene. Okay. But <laughs> they are cruising around Seattle and they find the aquarium. Oh, okay. And Owen loses his shit. He's like, this is the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen. Oh, so it's like unexplored at this point. Yeah. And Abby's like, this is kind of fucking sick. And Owen's like, dibs, this is my secret hideout. This is where I will fucking spend all my time. This is cool as shit. And Abby's like, cool. Want to make out? <laughs> like, Got it. They're young. They're being very cute about it. You know, you've been young and made out in an aquarium. Like, it's fun. Sure, I have. But they're also like revealing oh, I was like, hot in high school. where he's gonna end up be like that's what his like hideout's gonna be. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's established this is just to establish that like he spent years cleaning this place up. Yeah. When you explore, you see that a family used to live there and all have passed away or moved on, which is kind of a bummer. But mm -hmm. you're also like, Cool, this is pretty secure. Yeah. If uh, <laughs> they made it through and didn't get like eaten by zombies, that's totally. Sick. So yeah, Owen's like secret base dibs, and Abby's like, Cool, cool, cool. My boyfriend. And our secret makeout spot. Yeah. So that's like, Abby's like, okay, reasonably if Owen's hiding somewhere, he's in the aquarium. Right. Mel probably knows about it, but I was there first. I was there when we discovered it together. He was my boyfriend. For, like, Abby's not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I paint her as a little bitchy because, like, I want to feel for her and be like, but you have those emotions, like, yeah. <laughs> as a person being like, well, I was there first, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it, it happens. Yeah. 
So after this all this whole thing with Isaac, Abby and Manny are like, we need to find Owen. Like, what the fuck? Like, he might not be okay. Like, if his partner is dead and no one knows where he is and he's not answering comms, like, something's wrong. Like, yeah, definitely. He would at least answer comms. Yeah. They're like, if he defected, maybe that's a thing. But, like, we still need to find him regardless. Yeah. They go out and it's great when they're trying to, they're escaping on the low just so, like, they can go search for him without having to, like, check in with comms and shit you know they're like this might be a mission so like let's keep it on the low yeah manny's like i'll help get you out of the city just so you can stay on the low and like not get caught by patrols or anything she's like dope sick i'll take it when they're getting through the city they find manny's secret fuck pad oh so manny is like a latin lover stereotype like (laughs) he's fully like oh hola like fucking like drops spanish occasionally has like a rolling r's accent and has a fuck pad where he brings bitches to fuck I mean, when you've got that accent. <laughs> it's Washington, baby. He's exotic. <laughs> and it is the uh, post-apocalypse. Like, this is the most exotic thing they will ever see. Absolutely. Which is great. And Abby calls him out and she's like, is this where you bring bitches? And he's like, don't you dare tell anyone. <laughs> and Abby's like, you're fucking disgusting. I hate you. And it's great because, like, they also allude to Manny bringing bitches back to their room. Like, Abby and Manny are roommates. And she's been like, oh, like, that teacher was here. Like, I saw her bra or whatever. And he's like, yeah. So, like, he brings bitches back. That's not an issue. (laughs) He just has another fuck pad for other shit. like Just for somewhere private to go when he really wants to fuck. Yeah. Or, like, if he's, like, double bagging a bitch. Wants to get weird with it. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) which is. You know, they didn't have to add that, but they did. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Abby breaks off to find Owen, and she's cruising around. She's like, where the fuck is my dude? Mel's not with them, obviously, because she's pregnant as shit. Yeah. And she gets attacked and captured by the Seraphites. Oh, no. Shit gets bad. <laughs> we cut to another memory sequence where Abby <laughs> is visiting Owen at the aquarium. Of course, the other Sorry. Let's <laughs> just bring you back to the aquarium. So now the aquarium has, like, lights. It's, like, a year or two later. And I'm pretty sure Mel and Owen are talking, if not dating at this point. Okay. Abby and Owen are broken up. Okay. Owen does mention Mel coming by, and Abby's like, oh, does Mel like it? Yeah. Does Mel enjoy your aquarium? I liked your aquarium, whatever. Now she's getting bitchy. (laughs) She's getting a little bitchy, yeah. (laughs) So they play a round of, like, they have Nerf arrows, and they're shooting things. It's really cute. Okay. But... (laughs) Yeah, Abby's kind of being a bitch about it, but she's like, I have to get to the aquarium to find my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, these Nerf arrows is like one of the only other times when there's a remotely fun achievement to get because you do like a competition to who can hit the most spots. And if you win, you get an achievement for it. But like, oh, that's that's not a great achievement. Again, the most fun achievement of the game. That's not that fun. It's really sweet. Like they're being very like playful and Owen just keeps being like, we're not boyfriend, girlfriend anymore. Yeah. And you're like, Owen, calm down. (laughs) Chill. But she did kind of need the reminder because she is still being a little clingy. I think she's just comfortable. You think that's that's comfort? I think it is. I think she's just like, this is how, what our balance is. This is how we act. And he's like, not anymore. Mm. Now that I'm fucking someone else, like you can't, I can't be the person you cry to. Yeah. Like, it's not soups a probe anymore. And she's like, nah, we're best friends. She's overly comfortable, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, there's hanging out, and then there's, like, hanging out in your secret base alone, unattended, being playful. Like, that's a bit much. That's fair. Yeah. So this actually next sequence is from the second trailer that dropped 
for the game where they just showed Abby and Lev and Yara. The three new characters we'd never seen before. Yeah. So Got you. Abby is kidnapped by the Seraphites and she is being hung up in a tree. Like by her neck. Fucking horrifying. And this bitch's neck is as thick as my thigh. Like, right. <laughs> she is ripped to shit so she can't handle it for a second. Mm -hmm. Like basically the Seraphites are like, we're going to gut her like a fish. Fuck you. And then they bring Yara out. And Yara is a smaller Asian woman. Yeah. She's younger. She's probably around Abby's age, like early 20s. Yeah. I'd put her probably around 25. Okay. Like mid-20s. Yeah. And they're like, fuck you, Yara. Clip her wigs. And they do the grossest, most Oof. gory shit, which they showed in a trailer. And I'm very upset because I could not see it. Yeah. They pin her down and they beat her arms with a hammer. Ugh. And just mangle her arm well just her left arm just her left arm it's fucking disgusting like this game is so gory yeah and before they're able to start mangling her other arm an arrow comes through the woods and goes through the seraphite's head and kills him before he's able to mangle her other arm oh that's great and there's like two fucking cult members that are like holy shit what's happening and they get killed yeah abby is able to kind of while she's being hung up put her legs around one to one stabilize herself and to like strangle one of them. And out from the woods comes this little boy named Lev. Yes. He's probably like 11 or 12. Yeah. He's young. I'd say about that age. He's got a shaved head. He looks like a monk because he's dressed in a potato sack. Yeah. And he's got a bow and arrow and he's just a sweet little baby boy. I think like Aang from Avatar the Last Airbender. Okay. Like, yeah. Just dressed like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And so Yara's like, cut her down. She fucking helped. And Lev's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> so they cut Abby down. And Lev says the demons are coming. Yeah. This implies a couple things. Lev doesn't know <laughs> that they're called infected, which means that they're probably from the cult. Right. Because, again, the cult is very much, like, sheltered, believes in old world. They're into a prophet and some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. It's implied that Yara and Lev are defected cult members at this point. Yeah. We'll find out more later, but just so you're caught up from the visual cues and other things that I'm going to skim over. Definitely. So all three of them are down. Yara's down a fucking mangled ass arm. Lev's got a bow and arrow. And Abby doesn't have any of her fucking materials because someone stole her backpack. Right. So she's like, I'll find like a rock or a two by four. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. These infected swarm on them. They're running through the woods. Shit is fucking terrible. Oh, it's so great. It's it's really scary. This is oh, yeah. genuinely a scary sequence. This is the horror of this game. Absolutely, this is the horror of this game. So they are going through, and they get through a couple pockets of cult members, and Abby finds this one bitch who has, like, fucking Swiss Miss ass braids in her hair, and she's, like, six feet tall. This bitch is big. Yeah. And Abby goes, is that my backpack? <laughs> and it is. It is her backpack. Abby <laughs> ran into the one cult member that stole her shit. <laughs> and this bitch is six feet tall and right. huge. So Abby beats the shit out of this bitch, gets her backpack back. We're all we're square. And they go into, like, a construction zone where there's, like, those portable offices that are kind of just um, shipping containers. Yeah. Like a door. So they all go hide in there. Yara's lying down and she's like, my arm's fucking mangled, help me. Right. Lev is like, I'm exhausted and this is a fucking horrifying night. Turns out they're brother and sister. They're fucking like super over this shit. Mm -hmm. And Abby's like, are you good? And they're like, no. Clearly fucking not. We are very much beat up. And they're like, you're a wolf. And she's like, am I? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, she's like, but like, who gives a shit? I want to help you. Like, yeah. this is bad and they attacked you for no reason. 
you deserve help. And they're a little apprehensive because they've been trained that all wolves are bad. Right. You know, and, you know, in all fairness, Abby's been trained that all the cult members are bad. All seraphites so. are bad. Yeah. But she's like, no, there's humanity in this. We're all up against some crazy shit. You helped me. I want to help you. Like, we're in this together. Enemy of my enemy is my friend right now. Totally. Yeah. And she's like, you guys are just kids. Like, you have a child with you. Like, this is fucked up. Like, you, you're mangled. Like, so she's like, you guys stay here. I know a medic. She don't like me, but she'll do me a favor. She will, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, to the aquarium. Yeah. She was going to the aquarium anyway to find fucking Owen. So she's like, hopefully we'll get to Mel and just fix this shit. Mel will probably be there looking for Owen as well. Totally. Because, you know, our boy. Owen is such a little tramp. Owen is a tramp. So Abby gets to the aquarium and she finds Owen and she's like, what the fuck happened, man? And Owen's like, some shit went down. Some shit went down. Danny got shot. I was trying to kill a cult member. I couldn't fucking do it. I'm just, I'm sick of fighting in this war. This is kind of bullshit. I don't have, I shouldn't have to kill people. This is fucking stupid. I'm a firefly because I wanted a better life. And you know what? There's fireflies in Santa Barbara. I'm going to go down to Santa Barbara. I'm going to get a boat. I'm going to go down the coast and fuck this noise. And she's like, yeah, but can you calm down for, like, ten fucking <laughs> minutes? Like, yeah, Danny's dead. Can we mourn? Like, can you fucking come up with a plan? Like, this is kind of bullshit. And he's like, you're a cog in the machine. <laughs> like, kind of goes off on her. Like, it's kind of bullshit. And <laughs> they're fighting, and they're fighting, and they're on this boat. And he, he's like, I'm going to take the fucking boat to Santa Barbara. And she's like, you're a dumbass. And then they start fucking. Oh, yeah. okay. Because the tension is real. It's just, oh, so much sexual tension between the two of them. And I think this part is part of where, what fits your narrative and your conspiracy theory. Kind of a lot, though, right? We see Abby take her shirt off, and it is just pecs. Like, it's not big, bouncy titties. Like, no. It does look like pecs. We're seeing nipple. Yeah, and Owen takes her from behind. From behind, which yeah. Which is an interesting artistic choice. Yeah, entirely. And, like, she, this <laughs> is going to get graphic, everybody. But, like, she is, like, in pain. She does make a face. Yeah. It could have been a while. It could have been a while, all he that stuff. could have missed. Yeah. But at the same time, this did not look uh, vaginal. It didn't look vaginal. No, it didn't. This, this, uh, they don't get into, like, very specifics of how this went. But at the same time, this really did... Yeah, like you said, it kind of lent a little bit of, of credit to, like, my theory on this. Like, if it were to be animated, it wouldn't look far off from that. Yeah, it would not. I get you. But. I don't know if I believe it, but, like, I'm just here for the ride, you know? Yeah. I was surprised they fucked, because Owen's, like, he's, like, I'm leaving, so he probably doesn't give a shit. But it also implies that he's leaving Mel. Yeah. His pregnant His girlfriend. Pregnant-ass girlfriend. I just don't like cheating, like. In he, general. He cheated on Mel, and, like, it's fucked up for him to cheat with Abby, someone that Mel doesn't like. Like, that feels like it really twists the knife, you know? I mean, I'm sure that a big reason Mel never liked Abby was she knew deep down that Owen had a thing for Abby. Totally. Like, even if it was, like, a whole before thing, I'm sure she knows, just like, nope, I can tell he still has it. Yeah. Like, I can't compare knowing the way he talks about her. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. And then on his way out, he's like, yeah, absolutely, I'm into you, so let's do this before I head out. Can you not have any exes just so we don't have to deal with this? Done. Like, <laughs> never leave on a boat to Santa Barbara and fuck your ex, please. No, I won't okay. do that. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, and it's, I don't 
don't love the trope that like fighting makes you horny also because right. i've been in fights and it's never made me horny no i've never been like fuck you let's get it on like <laughs> no uh-uh no i need like happy things i want you to be like you're pretty i'll be like yeah that's what's up tell me more <laughs> like if you're like fuck you i wouldn't be like yeah no yeah. no no no. fuck you <laughs> maybe i'm too defensive for like the horny fighting but <laughs> right <laughs> abby is not above that clearly not at all actually she was under a she's a bottom which is strange she doesn't like me right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens <laughs> so it's a graphic sex scene you don't see anything go in, but it is aggressive. For a video game. For a video game, yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, we've done Leisure Suit Larry on this show, and, like, <laughs> this was more graphic than anything on that. Yeah. So, it's the next day. Yara's arm is super fucked up. Abby went back and was like, okay, your arm's crazy fucked up. We need to, like, get you to the aquarium to get you help. Yeah. Um, Owen's there, and Mel will probably be there in a minute, which is why I snuck out the burk. <laughs> <laughs> And she's a med tech. We can get you help. And they're a little weary. They're like, we literally don't know you. And she's like, what are your fucking options? <laughs> and they're like, word, fair enough. We are coming with you. Mm. So they get to the aquarium and Mel checks her out. And she's like, your arm is fucked up. Like, right. I need to amputate this. Otherwise, an infection will go through your body and kill you. Right. And Yara's like, sick. It's <laughs> great. And, Just met you. Yeah. And Mel's also like, something fishy went on. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm fucking mad at everyone. Right. Um, she can smell the sex in the air. Oh, totally. So Mel's like, I have a list of things that I need to like make this happen that we do not have at the aquarium. Because we only have fucking aquarium medical kits. I smell a fetch quest. <laughs> it's in the air like, that's sex, baby. Yeah, but I smell a fetch quest. Is that what this is? Yep. We're going on a fetch quest? Oh, yeah. All right. Lev and Abby go have to get to the hospital to get a bunch of hospital equipment. Um, Lev kind of helps her get partially through the city, and then Abby gets into the hospital by herself. Got it. So Abby gets to the hospital, and this is, again, Seattle day two. So this is the same day Ellie's at the hospital. Oh. A few hours later. Okay. So uh, it's great because Abby and Ellie have to do stealth through the same area because they're both hiding from the wlf members right because abby's like if they find me they're gonna fucking be like where the fuck is owen and lose their minds and i owe it to owen to help him get out of town so she's kind of defecting from the wolves she is like low-key defecting okay <laughs> like it's kind of bad so she finds nora and she's like hey i found owen i also need a bunch of medical supplies and nora's like i just packed up this entire fucking hospital abby like an hour ago yeah and ab's like please and she and Nora does something horrific and sends her on the scariest part of the entire game. Oh. So Nora's like, I don't have any stuff up here, but you can check the basement. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is scary. This is the worst fucking part of the game. It's yeah. genuinely scary. So Abby's like, cool, basement of a hospital that's abandoned. What could go wrong? <laughs> Now, Seattle was ground zero for the cordyceps breakout, which means that patient zero happened at the Seattle hospital that they're at. Yes. So they go down to the basement, the quarantine basement, where the entire fucking infection virus started. Yep. And Abby's like, this is horrifying. There's no lights. There's just that security light that's flashing that mm -hmm. happens when power kicks on. Uh, there's spores everywhere. It's super decrepit. There's like an ambulance like driven through the fucking wall and shit. It's 
fucking horrifying. Signs of previous chaos everywhere. Absolutely. Like, there's blood and scratches on the wall and shit. And to get all the equipment, you have to go through a level with what is described as a rat king. The rat king. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, tell... I need to take a break because I'm freaked out. No, it's fine. So what a rat king is, is you find these in places where there's a huge infestation of actual rats. And what will happen is they will become so enmeshed with each other, their tails will tangle up into each other. And they essentially become one giant, like, rat creature. Mm. Like, they all have to, like, work together and move around together. And that is what they have found in the uh, basement of the hospital, but it's with people. And so it's like all these cordyceps infected people that were like closely pushed together until they became one giant creature. But like these ones can break off from it and then run off and go and terrorize you. And yes, this is a terrifying sequence of the game. It's like the blob from inside, but made out of murder zombies. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, the blob from inside. That, that's very, very Ugh. similar. Yeah. It's terrifying. And Addie doesn't know what she's walking into. She's no. like, all right, let's just go in and out real fucking quick. She sees a giant monster coming towards her, and she's like, I'm in hell. Yeah. This is hell. This is an entirely new form of zombie for the Last of Us like world. And it's this is the only time you play it, which is interesting to put such a wild boss battle kind of like at the two thirds mark of the yeah. game. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. I think the first time I played through, I was like, Tom, I just need you to fucking do this. I'm freaked out and I can't do it. And you were like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've never touched these controls yet. I don't know what to do. And I was like, figure it out. <laughs> and it takes a long time to beat oh, yeah. it. Like, it's a pain in the ass. Like, this shit beats the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. You're running through hallways and stuff. And like I said, Ugh. there are zombies breaking off of it and also chasing you. And yeah, it is a that's an intense fight. It's fucking hard, man. It's fucking hard. So you get through that to get all your medical equipment for Yara. Like, this bit better appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You get back to the aquarium, and you give everything to Mel so Mel can operate on Yara. And you're like, cool. <laughs> you're welcome, bitches. Chop that arm. <laughs> Chop that shit up, because this fucking sucks. So Yara gets part of her arm removed. And while this is happening, Lev actually snuck out. Ooh, where is Lev off to? So now we're in Seattle day three-ish. It starts to blur. And like, again, like while Abby is dealing with the Rat King in the basement, Ellie is murdering Nora, like the level above her. Right, like all during this. <laughs> yeah, like, by the way, this is happening concurrently. This is yeah. great. Like everyone saw Nora right before she died. Oh. I'm sorry. So the next day, Lev has gone out to the Seraphite Island. Like I mentioned, they live on an island just right off the coast of Seattle. And yeah. Yara's like, Lev probably fucking went to talk to our mom. Our mom's being a piece of shit about it. And Abby's like, why? She's like, well, fucking Lev was assigned female at birth mm -hmm. and didn't want to get married the way that our culture and society and the cult wants all women to get married and be breeders, basically. Right. Which, fuck that. Yeah, I totally, totally. get it. <laughs> Lev's like 11. <laughs> like, there's some bad child bride shit going on. Totally. Um, so Lev shaved his head and is like, no, I want to be a warrior. Like, I want to be a fucking fighter like the other men in our society. And they're like, nope, that's not allowed. And Lev's like, we're making up the rules. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and so Yara and Lev went on the run away from the cult because they were going to kill Lev, basically, for being trans. Yeah. No, entirely. Now, there's a really great sequence where, because when you're engaged with the Seraphites, you hear them yelling out the names Yara and Lily. Ugh. 
heartbreaking. So they're dead naming the entire time because, I mean, they don't accept transgender at all. Yeah. So that's just a part of it. And while they're together, Lev says, did you hear what they're calling me? Oh, honey. And and I just, I love the way that Abby handles it. She goes, yeah, I heard them. And he asks, what do you think of that? And Abby's just like, I got nothing to say. Like, it is what it is. Abby's like, I know you as Lev. Yeah, you're Lev as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so Abby Abby loves Lev from the moment she's allowed to. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as, like, her guard's down with Lev, she's like, you are my child. Yeah, no, I am entirely. your Joel, you are my Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> and that is very much their relationship through this entire section, is that Abby is the Joel and, and Lev is the Ellie, yeah. They do have great chemistry. Like, Lev is... A lot younger than Ellie was. Ellie was more, like, street smart and, like, sassy. Lev was very sheltered from growing up in this cult. Yeah. And Abby's, like, playing around with him, like, making jokes and, like, uh, getting Lev out of his shell, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Entirely. Anyway, so they gotta go save a hoe now. <laughs> so Lev went back to Seraphite Island and Yara and Abby are like, all right, let's go fucking get him. So they get to the island and this island is, like, it's like Hobbitshire. Yeah. Like, it's fucking super green or fucking, it looks like where the Ewoks live. Like, there's little huts and shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very much like a campground. Yeah. And they're sneaking around. They're trying to find him. And they get to the tent house thing that Yara and Lev and their mom lived in. Right. And they find their mom dead. So sad. And it looks like an accident. And they find Lev. And it turns out that Lev came back to the mom and was like, hey, like, we need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And the mom was like, fuck you and attacked Lev and tried to kill Lev to stop the shame of having a transgender a child. Transgender child. Yeah. And Lev was protecting himself and accidentally killed his mom. Ugh. Oh, so hard. I know. And Lev's like 11. Yeah. <laughs> this poor sweet baby angel. And Yara's like, all right, shit happens. I'm your mom now. Let's fucking go. Right. And Abby's like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm entrenched in this family. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now I'm a part of this story. Which is crazy because, like, she really is having a full separate story occurring to her. Absolutely. That has nothing to do with what's happening with Ellie and yeah. Tommy and all that stuff. Totally. Like, they're aware that there's, like, a trespasser. Like, she's kind of heard things, but she hasn't run into Ellie yet. No. Like, she doesn't even really know that her friends are dying <laughs> at the no. hands of Ellie. Like, she doesn't know Nora's dead yet. Not at all. She has no fucking clue. Oh, and she's going to come home to some shit. She's going to come home to some <laughs> shit, yep. Yeah, she's, ha- she's living her life, and Ellie's, like, lurking in the shadows, murdering yeah. everyone. Wild. So, Abby has the worst timing on Earth, right? Yeah. So while she really does. Oh my God. So while they're on this island, Isaac from the WLF is like, "This is the time we will attack the Seraphite Island." Right. And Abby's like, "You fucking kidding me? Is it <laughs> Thursday? Damn it!" <laughs> so Isaac and the wolves descend on the island and basically set it on fire. Yeah. And this sequence is fucking great. This is some. Oh. Beautiful, naughty dog, like, play through fucking great ass gameplay, in all Wonderful, fairness. yeah. This is on par with, like, Uncharted sequences. Like, this is fucking great. Oh, entirely. The entire town's on fire. You're running through the town, and people are attacking you, and mm-hmm. there's a whole war going on. So, like, you can actually get through without fighting, but you will run into, like, some firefights and people shooting each other across from you. It's fucking... It's like that sequence in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride where you're <laughs> in the boat going through a war. Yeah. Like that, but insane and immersive. It's oh, fucking great. Amazing. It's so good. And the wolves are just trying to be like, fuck the cult. You guys keep fucking up our shit. 
get over yourselves. Yeah. And the cult is like, this was our island. Are you fucking kidding me? We're just defending our homes. Yeah. Like, they did kill a bunch of wolves. And, well, like, yeah. they have been killing each other and shit. Like, it's n- everyone's to blame. There's blood on both hands. Yeah. But. Hatfields th- and McCoys. This is where Isaac was like, fuck it, we're ending this shit now. Yeah. And it sucks because, like, while they're fighting through, there's a portion where Yara dies trying to help get Lev and Abby out. Yeah. It's really sad. So poor sweet baby Lev just watched his sister lose an arm to surgery, mm-hmm. accidentally killed his mom, and then watched his sister die on the island he grew up on. But she does it like, she takes out some dudes. She does. Like, she knows that what she's about to do is going to get her killed, but it, like, saves uh, Lev and Abby and as a result. Yeah, she does sacrifice herself. Yeah. But it is like a, dude, you're having the worst fucking day, Lev. Entirely. Ugh. And Abby's like, just get over here, we need to get off the island, and Lev is like, obviously having a meltdown yeah and abby's like i know i get it you're with me now i will not let anything bad happen to you go right and love's like i guess this is happening also no that's not true no no it's absolutely yeah, not true. a lot of bad things are gonna still happen yep <laughs> i still have so much game to get through <laughs> this, game, <laughs> this game is so hard but yeah, anyway, it is an insane, wonderful fucking gameplay sequence. Like, this yeah. is a re- the assault on the island is fucking great. Oh, it's wonderful. So, Abby gets Lev off the island, and they're like, all right, let's go back to the aquarium where it's safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's not safe at so the aquarium. So, if you'll recall, on Seattle Day 3, Ellie made it to the aquarium, mm-hmm. but Abby was not there. No. This is Abby returning. So, yes. Abby and Lev come back to the aquarium and see a trail of blood. And follow it to the dead bodies of Owen and pregnant Mel. Well, not so pregnant anymore. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And next to it, like I mentioned, is the map that Ellie accidentally left behind near their bodies. And Abby's like, are you fucking kidding me? And Lev's like, haha, we're even. (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) How dark would that be? (laughs) Oh, God. With this game, it wouldn't be that much darker, so... (laughs) So Abby's like, picks up the map and is like, cool, safe house is marked as a theater. Let's fucking go, Lev. And Lev's like, let's fucking do this. Yeah. I'm all adrenaline right now. (laughs) Let's descend on the safe house. So they get to the theater and they like roll up through, like they climb up the side of the wall through the uh, emergency exit shit. Which she's afraid of heights. Oh yeah. She's like, fuck my fears. (laughs) You murdered all my friends. Yeah. So Abby gets in and she... Shoots Tommy in the face. In the in the back of the head, isn't it? It's like through the back of his head, kind of through his eye. Yeah. Um, shoots Jesse in the face. She shoots Jesse straight up in the face. Yeah, it like goes through his cheek and like out the other side. Jesse. And sweet baby Jesse. Yeah. And she points a gun at Ellie and she's like, you killed all my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's where we caught up from the last part of the game. Oh, good. We're all caught up now. So there's a great chase fight sequence where you're Abby chasing Ellie through the theater. Mm-hmm. And your main goal is to kill Ellie, which I think was also just another point of contention for people where they were like, why would I want to kill Ellie? I love Ellie. And you're like, you murdered everyone in this girl's life. Yeah, it's a it's a difficult sequence to do. I remember doing this. And like you said, your whole mission is to kill Ellie. And like there are times where you grab Ellie and it says like, kill her. And you're like. I don't really want to. Yeah, but the game forces you but to because it's like, so on rails. Yeah, it pushes you into it. And ah. fortunately, like you never actually do kill Ellie. 
That's right. So you kind of get through a couple sections and you end up getting Dina and like about to kill Dina. Oh, like knife on the throat. Yeah. And Ellie's like, she's pregnant. Yeah. Which is a shitty thing to say. It is. Because but... Ellie just murdered a pregnant girl. <laughs> like canonically two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> and Lev steps in and is like, don't do it. Yeah. And when you hear Lev be like, stop, you're like, I can't hurt this kid anymore. Like, right. This is the worst day of his life. I cannot add to that. And so Abby's basically like, never come back. Fuck you. I never want to see you again. We're done. Yeah. They're like trying to close this chapter in her life. Like, yeah. It's like, go home. I mean, the thesis of this game is the circle of violence and trying to break it. Yeah. And you like, know. what does it take to break that trauma? And like, where do you find healing from violence? Yeah. And I mean, even with revenge, like, you know, that's just a part of the circle of violence if you're trying to get revenge. But yeah, it's that whole circle of violence. Because I mean, let's face it, Ellie has become Joel at this point. Oh my God. Just, just as bad as Joel. Murdering just relentlessly through everything. Like, yeah. she is killing so many fucking people. Just to serve her own self. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I get where Abby's coming from. Well, it's more Lev is coming from at this point. Abby is so entrenched in this circle of violence, having, you know, what, after her dad got killed. Yeah, and she knows that Ellie's the reason that, like, her dad's dead. Yeah. Ellie knows that, she knows, she's looking at the reason her father is gone. Yeah. And then that, the reason her father's gone also killed the love of her life and all of her friends. And oh, it's fucking, tragic. Like, yeah. And so, like, and, and I feel like a lot of people didn't, they didn't connect with Abby in, yeah. in those in those aspects, you know? I mean, I certainly do in a, in a lot of ways. You, you know, it sucks. There are two sides to every story, you know? She is a girl who lost her father, mm -hmm. who was just trying to save the world. Yeah. Like, that's it. Ugh. I feel for both of them, frankly. And, like, in playing the game, I played through it a couple of times. Like, when we first got it, I sat down and played through it. And yeah. I put it down for a little bit and then played it again. And I've played it kind of... It's been a long quarantine, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, like, maybe my third or fourth playthrough. I'm not quite sure at this point. But I enjoy playing as both. With Ellie, you're smaller and you're a little stealthier and you have your perma knife. With Abby, you are stronger. Like, you can get a harder hit in with melees. Mm -hmm. Like, you do adjust your play style for both. And you do feel for both in the stories. Like, you do connect to them. And it was my first playthrough I did. I was apprehensive about connecting with Abby. But I did feel it. Like, yeah. It, it's hard not to because she is a sweet girl at her core. Like, mm -hmm. she's caring. And the way she is with Lev, she's very playful with Lev. And you're like, she has a heart. Entirely. Like, and then, you know, it is hard that first act of, like, her murdering the shit out of Joel. But then you're like, <laughs> this poor girl, like, was 11 and then came back to see her dad at work fixing a vaccine to fix the world. And then saw that someone slaughtered him. Yeah. And the only person she had left was Owen, basically. And then that person got slaughtered by the bitch that, like, caused the first thing. Yeah. Holy shit. No, she's got a lot to deal with. Ugh, Abby apologists all around. <laughs> okay, this would be a logical end to the game, right? Obviously. Wrong. No. <laughs> You're wrong. This has more endings than the Lord of the Rings. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so it's like, let's call it a year later. Yeah. We come up on a farm property that's kind of just outside of Jackson, where Ellie, Dina, and baby JJ live. And baby JJ. And Hoppa baby JJ. Yeah. Who everyone thinks it's like a Joel Jesse thing, mm -hmm. which oh, kill me now. It's right. so cute. And they live on this farmhouse. They like clearly have a little farm. They've got a bunch of sheep and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's really cute. 
it's kind of amazing. Like it, it's very peaceful, and you you're like, wait, aren't they supposed to be in a zombie apocalypse? But they're kind of at a point of like, no, we're we're all right. Yeah, it's like quarantine season three, where you're like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go out. I'm just going to wear a mask. It's probably fine. I'll have yeah, my Yeah, yeah. It's rough, though. Ellie has flashbacks to Joel still. Like, she's in the barn with Jesse, and then, like, the barn door slams, and it, it sends her into a flashback of watching Joel getting killed, and she's just, like, having a panic attack. So, unfortunately, she's still plagued with the trauma of what she went through. Oh, she has full-blown PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. She's having a moment, and then the worst person on Earth. Dumb shit ass Tommy. Wait, Tommy who got shot in the back of the head. Yep, he's got an eye patch. He's fine. He's totally fine. Yep. Because there's no fucking brain to hit in there. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it just passed right through. Missed it by a mile, man. <laughs> Which like, poor Ellie had to take pregnant ass Dina, blind Tommy back to Wyoming with no horses. Brain dead. Blind brain dead. Tommy. Blind. He was brain dead before the shot. <laughs> and also be like, by the way, Jesse's dead. Sorry to Jesse's parents. Like, this yeah. poor girl had to, like, the trauma of just coming home from the Seattle trip must have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah. No, the logistics of coming home would have sucked. And they both left on horses and they had to walk back. Like, yeah, right? Sparkle's dead. <laughs> Shimmer. Shimmer. Sorry. It's worse. It's a much worse name. So Tommy is like, hey. And uh, Ellie's like, what's up, Tommy? And he goes, all right, so I found Abby in Santa Barbara. Jesus Christ. And Dina's like, don't you fucking dare. Dina's like, not in my house. Yeah, she's, rightfully so. She's like, I almost lost both of you before this. I did lose my baby daddy. My child is growing up without his father in his life because of this shit. Don't you fucking start. Like, this is some opening to Last of Us 3 kind of shit. Doesn't it feel like that? More so than, like, what what would you call this? Like, the epilogue? A long epilogue. Yeah, an entire act's worth of epilogue. Longer than Red Dead Redemption 2's epilogue. <laughs> Which is two full chapters. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, yeah. So Tommy's like, we doing this? And Dina's like, absolutely not. Get out of my house. Yeah. And Ellie's kind of like, this is good information to have. She's like, interesting, interesting. Tell me more. Yeah. And Dina's like, absolutely fucking not. Get out. Like, kind of kicks him out. And yeah. Tommy's like, Joel would have done it for us. And Ellie's like, I fucking know, man. I left too. <laughs> like, like that sh you can't use the argument I used on you at the beginning of the game. Shut up. And Tommy's kind of like, Maria totally wouldn't let me go. Because <laughs> <laughs> Maria's still running shit. Yeah, because you got shot in the back of the head, Tommy. I think at this point, he and Maria are actually like kind of starting to break up. That's right. They are having like some serious marital problems because he is dumb as shit. She is one. She honestly, she's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Like she has great skin. She looks good for age. She's toned because she's ripped to shit because she does all the heavy lifting of this entire town. She's in, she's healthy. She could be she's played smart. by like Julianne Moore. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, like, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, or like a grizzled Julie Bowen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see Julie Bowen Get playing it too. Get a little manic energy in there, yeah. but like have her bulk up a bit. She's a bit skinny now, but like right. I'd like to see her just a little harder. Yeah. Julie no. Bowen. Yeah. You dating Julie Bowen? No. <laughs> but yeah, Maria's a badass. Sorry, you had a number two. You're going with. She's really smart. She's really smart. She's beautiful. She's cool as shit. She's well organized. She is the baddest bitch in town. Yeah. And Tommy is the dumbest bitch in town. <laughs> it's fair that she's like, you know what? I think I am better off alone, Tommy. <laughs> and Tommy's like, I don't understand. 
He doesn't understand much anymore, though, no, to be fair. He did take a bullet through the face. <laughs> that night, Ellie's like, yeah, we doing this. So she starts packing a bag and tries to sneak out of the house. And Dina's like, hey, what's up? Where are you going? Oh, my bitch. gosh. And Ellie's like, you don't understand. I got to do this. And she goes, no, I do understand. Like, Dina was fucking there. Yeah. Dina had a fucking knife to her throat with Abby. Dina has a right to be upset. She was pregnant and almost died off old she came through a ceiling tile right like (laughs) she was there and ellie's like i love you but i have to do this and dina's like if you do i won't be here when you get home and she's like well then goodbye which is fucked it's uh because like that is the kind of selfishness joel displays absolutely of like fuck your feelings i'm doing this yeah i know i love you and i know you love me but i will hurt you in this moment to service my needs which is weird because it's just saying like she didn't break that cycle of violence this game is like very poetic in how it's structured oh yeah entirely but i also it gets i get frustrated with this because then the final fight scene where we were chasing around ellie you know we we really do almost kill ellie like, yeah. it comes really fucking close. Like, you're, like, strangling her to death. Yeah. And, yeah, then we have this second sequence that goes on, which is strange. Because <laughs> it just almost feels like we got to, like... Vindicate it or something? It, even the score, I don't understand. But continue. It, it does feel like a balance of the last part that we're getting into, I agree. Yeah. So... We cut to the ocean. So Abby and Lev are on like a houseboat situation going yeah. up and down the coast looking for the fireflies. The like, ones in Santa Barbara that we heard about. Like Uncle Owen always dreamed about. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, that's Abby still holds a flame for the fireflies. Like she, she still believes in her dad's message. And like, that's what her friends died for. And like, yeah. She's like, I know they're out there. And Lev's like, I don't fucking know what's happening, but I guess I'm adopted by this white lady. Yeah. My mom's dead. My sister's dead. My village burned down. Let's just go. All your friends are dead. Let's pair up. You accept me for who I am. Yeah. So they're in Santa Barbara, which is also like map accurate mm-hmm. to the actual city of Santa Barbara, which is fun. Oh, good. Uh, there's a couple of pictures of people in front of like some sequences of this, which I've, you know, that's always just it's so always fun. fun. Yeah. You know, I've taken pictures of things in front of movies. Like, I have a picture of me and my girlfriend in front of the Fresh Prince house, like, through the fucking trees and shit. (laughs) We did that as a thing. Like, it's fun. Yeah. They're walking around Santa Barbara just in kind of a neighborhood, and they go through a couple houses. Mm -hmm. And in one house, they find a basement. And if you've seen Zodiac, you know that California houses don't have basements. Nope. (laughs) So you know this is creepy off the bat. Once you got a basement, you know some shit's going down. Some shit's going down. I, don't, I really wanted to bring up Zodiac. Let's be real. <laughs> so they go in and they see some firefly insignia and they see bunk beds and they're like, oh, camp out? And there's a radio. Yeah. So they turn on this like ham radio and she's like, breaker, breaker, looking for fireflies. And she catches something and someone's like, what's up? Who's this? And she's like, I'm a firefly. And they're like, we are too. Where are you from? And she goes, I'm from the Salt Lake City branch. My dad was Jerry Anderson. And they're like, we heard about them. Yes, come to Catalina Island. That's yeah. where all the fireflies are. And for the first time, you see Abby happy. Right. And she's like, fucking finally, I'm going home. And she says that there's like 200 fireflies on the Catalina Wine Mixer Island. <laughs> like, she's like, this is the best possible fucking news. And she's like, Lev, we're fucking doing this. We're free. We're free. Yeah. Like, that's the emotions of like, this was, this was my only goal. Yeah. And I'm going to like avenge Owen's death by, you know, Closing the circle and bringing us home, you know? Like, yeah. There's something really beautiful about it. 
So they get jumped. <laughs> and like immediately. Like immediately. They exit the garage and are attacked immediately. And these West Coast choppers looking ass dudes. Like they are so greasy looking. They're so gre- They look like the trashiest OC bikers like imaginable. Oh yeah. Like they all look like fat Santas that are sunburnt and like ripped muscle shirts. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, Sons Um, of Anarchy come rolling up on these guys. Fucking fat Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) So these guys are called the Rattlers, and their insignia is like a snake, because they're like punk rock about it. Yeah. (laughs) They're terrible. So this group of the Rattlers, they have a compound in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. I think it's a resort kind of hotel area that they've taken over, because there's like a a pool. It's, It's a luxury kind of area that they've taken over. Probably like a country club. Something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. And they enslave humans to do farming for them Mm -hmm. to do livestock for them to do um, patrols for them and there's a group of them at the top that like reap the benefits and they've they're really fucked up they've got some infected people on chains that they like torture normal people with like getting them close to be like oh they're gonna bite you yeah Ah, fuck you like these people are real fucking bad oh yeah which also just goes to show like the infected are never the worst people in a group. It's always the other humans. It is, which is always kind of my problem with zombie material is that, <laughs> like, I don't think humans would be that bad. But, yeah. oh, man, now that I've lived through this fucking last two years, I don't know. People are pretty bad. <laughs> You're like, oh, so. no, this is real. <laughs> That's fair. So they get captured immediately. They, like, kick Abby and they're like, oh, she's strong as shit. She's going to be a great fucking, like, pack mule for us, basically. Yeah. Which is horrifying. Right. An undetermined amount of time later. Right. I would say six months is a fair estimation. Okay, six months-ish fair. Give or take, I think that's fair. Ellie arrives in Santa Barbara, and Ellie has a new haircut. Mm-hmm. She looks so... This is my favorite Ellie look. Oh, really? For whatever reason. I just... I love her hair in this one. She just looks okay. cute. She looks like uh Miss... Oh, fuck. Uh, Miss Incredible. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she arrives in Santa Barbara... And she is going through the same neighborhood that Abby and Lev kind of got kidnapped in. She's like, all right, where are these motherfuckers? I'm going to find them. I think she found some traces of them near the houseboat. And she's like, these bitches. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. I think she did find the houseboat. That's where, how, yeah. Yeah. So she gets trapped by a rattler in, like, the dorkiest way. She, like, steps on, like, a rock or something, and it's shot up into a tree by her ankle the way that cartoons do. Yeah, one of those, like, old-fashioned snares that you see. That like, that, I don't know if they actually work in real life or not. I don't know how they do, but I'm sure there's some science behind it. It's bad. <laughs> and poor Ellie gets stabbed by a tree. Like, she's she swinging. And she gets stabbed, like, between the ribs. Mm-hmm. Like, this bitch is rocked immediately and is like, I am down for the count. Yeah. And she gets these rattlers. Like, she gets cut down and she ends up getting one of them bit by an infected. And she's getting real fucking punk rock about it. Oh, she's brilliant about it. Because they're, like, trying to use, like, the the zombie as like to torture her which is their what they're used to doing yeah and she's like oh no that's fine i don't care if i get bit so she like leans into it and just pulls the guy into the zombie she gets bit again she's like i don't give a fuck yeah (laughs) i know i'm fine but i know you're fucked up from here on out yeah and like the zombie like takes him out entirely but the other guy he's like what's happening he fell on the ground she like hit him in the leg or some shit with something yeah i think she shot him in the leg yeah she gets him to tell her where the rattlers are. And she's like, I'm looking for Abby and love. And he's like, yeah, yeah, big girl arms like me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is so funny that he's like, her arms are built like mine. <laughs> Cause he's a fat piggy. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a, 
a goddess of fucking physical monuments. Perfection. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, no, that that bitch is built like a like a fucking statue. She is great. You are a fat little piggy. <laughs> but he says arms like mine <laughs> to be like I'm a big boy. Right. Uh, so he's like, yeah, I think I've seen them. They're down at the compound. They've been working the fields. And she's like, fucking tell me. Yeah. So she gets through downtown Santa Barbara. And there's like a train depot station kind of area downtown that people have taken pictures in front of. So I know a lot of it's still like photo accurate to the world, which is great. Yeah. She gets into the Rattler camp and it's fucked up. Like I mentioned, there's like an empty pool where there is an infected Zombo like chained up. So they clearly throw people into the empty pool to like run away from the zombie. Like, yeah. There's people chained up and shit just like picking uh, fucking... I think they're picking tomatoes is what one of the notes says. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really bad. Like, these people are fully enslaved. Yeah. And it doesn't help that the Rattlers are mostly white. Right. Like, <laughs> no, entirely. But so are a lot of their slaves. Yeah. It doesn't tell a great story, but it does tell one. Yeah. So Ellie's making it through, and she finds a main building, and in the basement of that building, there's kind of a prison room. Like, it looks like a holding cell at a cop station yeah. full of people. And she's like, I'm looking for Abby and Lev. And they're like, uh, fucking let us out, please. Yeah. And so Ellie's like, fine, but tell me where. Inadvertently starts a revolution. Entirely, by right. all the prisoners <laughs> free. So she busts open the lock and like they immediately run to an armory cabinet. They're grabbing guns and like, hey, I think I know you're talking about. They're down by the beach, but they're probably dead. And she's like, don't give a fuck gonna go figure this out well yeah they look at her arm too they're like but based on the bite on your arm you're already dead too so she's like worth it don't yeah. care <laughs> ellie is so one-track minded is like could not care less <laughs> well ellie doesn't want to explain i'm immune like the whole thing you know <laughs> yeah it's fair but yeah ellie starts a revolution and as you're leaving you can hear gunfire and mm-hmm. then being like fuck the rat yeah <laughs> kind of great no they she... take out the rattlers entirely during this yeah and she took out a big chunk as she was making it through so like of course she does she's she, ellie she lightened the load yeah so you get down to a her really horrific scene of the beach mm-hmm. and there are all these like wooden pillars on the beach that are probably 10 feet in the air yeah and there are people tied to the tops of these pillars just kind of hanging from the tops of the pillars it's very jesusy oh it's it's a it's a cross without the middle part like it's fucked yeah. up and she finds abby and she cuts her down and Abby's like, it's you. And Abby is also down to like 120 pounds at oh this point. Oh my God, she's emaciated and her hair's all cut off. Yeah, so she's very skinny at this point. She is no longer big buff Abby. No, oh, it's so sad. And she, like her eyes are sunken in. Like yeah. they touched up her face to look so emaciated. Oh yeah, it's really bad. And Abby's first thing is like, it's you. And then runs over and lets Lev down. Yeah. Because she that's her boy now. She's not letting go of Lev ever. No. And she's like, come on, let's go. And even is like, Ellie, let's fucking get out of here. And Lev's like even closer to death. Oh my God, yeah. Lev, I think, passes out entirely. I don't think Lev can open his eyes. I yeah. think he's literally just falling apart. Yeah, I don't think Lev comes to at any point during this. Yeah. So they get down to closer to the beach and there's a boat and Abby like dumps Lev into the boat and is like, come on, Ellie, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. And Ellie's like, no. I still hate you. Ellie's like, no, fight me. And Abby's like, are you? fucking kidding me <laughs> look at me i've yeah. been tortured for months clearly i have to save this kid the fireflies are fucking at catalina they've been waiting on me mm-hmm. and ellie runs over to lev puts a knife to his throat and is like bite me yeah abby will never let anything bad happen to lev ever no. again so she's like let's fucking go yep 
And now you're controlling Ellie fighting Abby. Which, again, I feel like this is just this entire sequence was to even the score where you've had to play as Abby fighting Ellie. They wanted to finish it off with Ellie fighting Abby. Totally. I, I agree. I think that that was the point of keeping it balanced of like you will have a fight sequence as each of them fighting the other one to the death. With, it, it's also a little frustrating because the Rattler sequence is pretty short. Mm-hmm. And I could have taken that for a lot longer. I think it's such a cool world. Yeah. It's so fun. It was one of the more interesting camps that we encountered through the entire game. It's fascinating. I, w- I would say they were more interesting than the wolves. I think so, too. Yeah, the wolves were a little like we're a political drama. And the rattlers were like, we're kind of a cult and like a work camp. And there's a little more dynamics at work here that are a little more interesting. I think it would have even paid to have it as like a second like offshoot of the Seraphites. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting would have been really good. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, this this introduction of the rattlers and immediately killing them within like a very short period of time. It was like, oh, this. Mm, this was kind of interesting and, and you kind of yeah. gave it to me and took it away really quick totally would have done a dlc of this like come on yeah yeah we got six months worth of stuff to do yeah <laughs> yeah no i absolutely agree so you end up fighting them and throughout the fight like you do get close to killing each other quite mm-hmm. a few times and abby bites off two of ellie's fingers yeah the, the what is it the ring and the and the pinky finger on one of the hands right yeah and it's her guitar playing hand yeah her her left hand oh which is fucked yeah because like, like her one last connection to joel was music yeah and and abby literally ripped that away from her entirely oh but yeah she does the same thing she holds abby under the water and like strangles her yeah abby knocks ellie's knife out of her hand too so ellie loses her knife at one point which is also her mom's knife which sucks Mm -hmm. but yeah ellie is about to kill abby and she has a flashback of joel and she's like i can't fucking do this yeah and like lets her go and is like just fucking get out of here and abby's like deuces yeah (laughs) you crazy bitch (laughs) i'm out like gets in the boat pushes off with lev and is like i'm the fuck out of here yeah yeah entirely and like i it's I feel like the six months had to happen in order for Ellie to have, like, a chance against Abby. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of, like, this six months of her being enslaved happened. Like, emaciated. Was so that way they could emaciate her down so Ellie could stand even a remote chance against the fight with Abby. That's fair. Because, <laughs> I mean, when you pair them up, Abby's got a couple inches tall and wide over Ellie. Yeah. And that's pure muscle, baby. Like, that is... Yeah. They, she is a machine. They had to take away all that muscle for ellie to be able to fight her in the end yeah and then they also had to take her knife away (laughs) yeah (laughs) because abby bit her fucking fingers off so great so the game's still not over by the way ellie is sitting in the water sobbing and being like oh my fucking god Mm. and then we cut back to ellie coming home to her farmhouse in jackson yeah and it's like completely empty and she's like shit dina's gone yeah and JJ's then gone. We get a memory sequence. It is the night after the party. Yeah. The last night of Joel's life. He's playing guitar on his porch. It's nighttime. She rolls up and they make a little small talk. She's like, hey, you got coffee. And he's like, I had to trade so much shit for this fucking coffee. <laughs> She's like, I bet. He's like, I just love coffee so much. Yeah, they make fun of Joel's coffee addiction throughout the game, too, and how much, like, how terrible it is. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> coffee's not even that good. And he would literally trade, like, a horse for a bag of beans. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Um, and Ellie's like kind of checks him and she's like, you need to back the fuck off. Like, mm. 
you leave Jesse alone. Like, leave, like, fucking don't ask him about when I'm working. Fucking let me fight my own battles. I don't need you to step into shit. And he goes, that's fair. I trust you. It's fine. And he's like, so are you dating Dina? And she's like, I don't fucking know. I'm a millennial. We don't date anymore. (laughs) He's like, it was one kiss. And he goes, whatever it is, she's lucky if she has you. And Ellie is just like, (sighs) and then immediately is like, I was supposed to die in that hospital. I was supposed to, my my death was supposed to have meaning. And you took that from me. Mm -hmm. And I can't forgive you. He goes, I understand. She goes, but I want to. And then he reiterates he wouldn't have changed a thing if he could do it all over again. If yeah, he says something like, "If God gave me another chance, I'd do it exactly the same." Ugh. And she's like, "I don't want to forgive you, but I'd like to try." And he's like, "I'd like that." Never got a chance. No. Mm. Oh, see, like this fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> and Ellie leaves her guitar in the window at the farmhouse, and the camera pans out. And we see her leaving the farmhouse. And the game's finally And that's over. finally the end of yeah. <laughs> Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. <sighs> and oh, then we cry. It's so hard, too, because she tries to play the guitar with her bitten-off fingers, yeah. too. And it just doesn't sound right at all. She can't do it. No. Ugh. Her family's gone. But it's. I think it's implied that they just went back into Jackson and, like, she can go find them. I think that's the only logical place for Dina to go because they also make some note that they're not too far from Jackson because Jesse's parents have met the baby and like come see the baby. Yeah. So I think Dina went back to Jackson just to be like, all right, now I can have the help of the community to raise my fucking baby since my wife fucking dipped on me to go on a murder spree. Yeah. Maria's got a room open now that Tommy's not there. I think there's some reconciliation that can be had there. Yeah, it's definitely open. I think that Ellie... I mean, Ellie has a couple choices. She can go off on her own, or she's going to go back to Jackson. I feel more inclined to think that she'd want to go back to Jackson. Yeah, I like, think so, too. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. And a fun thing is that the after you beat the game, the title card for when you load up the game is a boat on Catalina Island. It is, Implying yeah. that Abby and Lev made it to the Firefly Island. Yeah. Which is hopefully a Firefly Island. <laughs> like, we don't Still. know if it was the Rattlers fucking with the ham radio and being like, yeah, come on out. Yeah. That's a very possibility, but with ham radios, anybody can be listening in. Absolutely. So even if it was the fireflies they were talking to, the rattlers could have just been hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that could have totally been a thing. But you want to hope, you know? Yeah. You want to think that they made it. I think the other cool things that you get with this game is the options after you beat it to like alter the game. Aesthetically. Aesthetically, um, you can do like cheats. Essentially, you, you can buy <laughs> cheats where like. You get unlimited ammo. You can get unlimited materials to build things. But you can also change the way the game looks. You can do mm-hmm. it in like a 1960s like noir look. <laughs> you can do it in uh, what we call the telltale mode where it looks like it's <laughs> cell shaded and stuff. Like, yeah. uh, the other things that I think is really cool is the accessibility that mm. Naughty Dog put into this game. A, a blind person could play this game. Based on the accessibility options that they've put into this, which is that blows my mind. Out fucking rages. I don't even understand how that works truly, but like no. it blows my mind that it exists and like is this available for a game of this caliber? Yeah, like yeah. it's not just like moving shapes and stuff or no. like going pew pew. This is truly like an immersive story that like has two hundred and sixty one game of the year awards. <laughs> like this is incredible. This is an absolute like for what it's done for gaming, it's a masterpiece. Like yeah, playing through. 
Red Dead's a more fun game for me and a better story for me. I think so. But for what for the impact, hands down, this is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, so like I tried to go find uh, dissenting opinions looking for this game and because you know it was a controversial shit game right and out of all the reviews i found you know 99 percent of them use the you know sjw as as it's <laughs> in, in the first five minutes of its review and so you kind of can dismiss that and anything that they have to say after that because it's like okay you just have an agenda as much as yeah you think the game has you're mad there's queer characters yeah done once that happens and then i found two that have actual good dissenting opinions one mm-hmm. He just wished that it had more of a movie story structure, which I didn't understand. But this is so linear. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they wanted a simple three act structure. I'm like, no, this is more like a novel. That this the way yeah. this works out. You know, it has a very different kind of layout to it. You can't compare it to a movie. Yeah, it's not fair just for the structure that gaming allows. No, and then you have other descending opinions that actually have very valid ones, like we have brought up here, where there are some things that just don't make sense. Yeah. But. Like why Maria was with Tommy for so long. <laughs> Dumbass fucking Tommy. Dumbass fucking Tommy. But no, I, I absolutely agree. And then there's just, there are some pacing issues. Like there are p- parts that like drag on and you're mm. like, oh my God, I want to shoot something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, that can be hard. And then it's jarring. And then on a dime, you'll drop and be like, oh my God, there's a horde of infected. Like I, okay, I guess we're playing again. Like I don't right. know when to put the controller down. Right, right. Because again, like I said, 25 to 30 hours and three and a half hours of it is actual fighting. Is combat. Yeah. And that also like, that doesn't include like the looting areas, which are Mm-mm. can feel very tedious. Where you're yeah. just like, I'm fucking looking for a goddamn <laughs> safe combination so I can get two more fucking shotgun shells. Like this yeah. is, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm going to fucking lose it. There's definitely those aspects to it. And then, yeah. yeah, the linear storytelling of it all where it's, it's so on rails that like, you cannot deviate outside of what they want you to do. Yeah. But like you have the objective at one point is to kill Ellie. And the objective at one point is to kill Abby. And it, even if you, wholeheartedly don't agree with that because of the tools the game has given you you have to follow the narrative yeah well my goodness guys i'm tired thank you so much for coming on this journey with us that was this is easily our longest episode oh easily but thank you for taking the journey with us if you have a favorite game that is hopefully a little more linear and (laughs) less chaotic and less emotionally stressful please let us know all of our contact information is in the show notes it is so goombas thanks for coming by fuck tommy yeah fuck tommy And his dumbass. His dumbass. <laughs> Wash your hands. Yes. And be just good to each other. Please be good to each other. Bye. Bye. Talking.